You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Warcraft Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic and its community. I am Bobby, also known as Blazin' Bob, and we are joined once again by Mel, a.k.a. Melarina. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. You good now that Yip's not here? Yeah, I'm always much better here. <laughs> I tried oh. last week. thought we were rid of him. <laughs> Okay, and we're also joined by uh, our first guest ever on the podcast, the man that helped put us on the map and get us our first listenership, the one and only Salve Dally. How you doing? Hello, what's up? It's good to be back. Round three. Round three, yeah. yeah. A very belated round three, but yeah. Yeah, it was like episode six you were on, and then like episode 20-something, I think. But man, and we've, we've, we've skipped ahead to 101. Huh? <laughs> it's been, <laughs> I think the last time we talked to you, we were, it might have been in the 30s, but like it, it, it was during next, like a few weeks after next. Uh, that's that's when we first talked. We talked, or when we, the second time we talked. It was the second time, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, that was an interesting episode. We got to hear about onslaughts, you know way through and everything you guys had practice it was how a the really other episode how the other side gets through next versus how we were getting through next you know <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. i remember that and the, the, the second half was like talking about stuff looking forward to tbc so i guess it's kind of come full circle because now we get to look back on it and talk about uh everything that did actually end up happening yep right yep. it's gonna be cool it's gonna be cool all right, guys, so at the top of the show, I'd like to remind everybody you can catch us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash blazinbob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. Actually, there's no underscore. That's my Twitter, my bad. Uh, you can usually catch us Fridays, but sometimes Saturday nights, depending on if we have somebody from across the pond. Um at all, also at the top of the show, we have a brand new clips channel. Uh, it's uh, it's it's for clips of the pod. It's not for. I know everyone listening right now. You're you're mostly on audio. Some of you, the YouTube has grown. Some of you are on on YouTube. This channel is really not for you. It's for the. It's trying to get l- listenership. That once the shorter and sweeter little snippets of conversation, but to get that channel on the map, we need your help to subscribe, give it a view, give it a like, give it a comment, you know, just a little bit of help to help get it on the algorithm map to where it can get that other audience. And so we're asking you, the uh, link will be in the description of the pod. If you could just help us out, we would appreciate it a ton. And that's all I've got to say about that. Oh, if you want to search it too, you can just search Warcraft Reloaded Clips and you should be able to find it. For the show today, we're going to do a, a, a couple reviews. 
Then we're going to go over what we've been doing in WoW lately. And then instead of doing our Varg raid progress, because we do have something exciting to tell everybody, uh, and if you've been listening, you probably know what hump we got over. But we're going to kind of, we're going to go, we're going to skip that for, for like right after what we've been doing. And we're going to catch up with Sal, Sal Daly, get his thoughts throughout TBC. And when we get to, to Sunwell, we're going to talk about the different bosses. And at that point, we'll talk, you know, we'll kind of, you know, put our raid progress in while Mr. Mr. Daly's talking about the different bosses. So we'll kind of we'll kind of like integrate that into a conversation rather than just do it at the top like we normally do. Then, I was going to say because I, I wanted to know what exactly this hump was, and I'm now I'm curious to find out. <laughs> it was a big hump. Okay. Yep, yep. I've got an, I've, I've got a guess, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to do we're going to go to the news. There's just there's just one thing, and then after that. Unless the episode has went really long, we'll be like playing a pre-recorded interview with a listener that I had per- pertaining to thoughts on why re- his thoughts on why retail went downhill. And, you know, I'm just kind of there to hear. I don't know a ton about retail, so that'll be at the end unless we go really long. But if if it we go if we go really long you'll just get it some other time it's a pretty you know it's not a it's not a segment that really is time stamped so with that being said i'll go ahead and read the first one mel and and then you jump into the second re uh review sound good sure all right so the uh, the first the first review comes in from apple podcast it's from al lacy great podcast what an awesome podcast to listen to. Just recently getting back into WoW after hearing about the release of Wrath. This podcast has not just been enjoyable, but also very inf- informative for someone like me. The hosts and guests do a great job at keeping a fun com- conversation going. Catch me fitter, running around on benediction, keep them coming, and keep it stiff. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I will take a drink oh, of my drink for than, that. It's fitter the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would That's assume the name so, of yeah. Benediction. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't looking at it and you read it and I was like, fitter? What are we? Bob does need to get fitter. I, I agree. You yes, know? definitely. I've <laughs> just, you know, it's what happens when you play too much World of Warcraft. Unless you're, you're, you're Sal Dally or Duranosaur. <laughs> I mean, most yeah, they've of got us like treadmills that control their player. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, well, they've got treadmills and weights for the mouse, you know? Well, I don't know if you've ever seen when Duranosaur gets a sub, or maybe it's points, channel points. Something happens, and he has to do an upside-down uh, push-up. So he puts his back up against the wall and does like a push-up upside-down. <laughs> Oh, that's more than I can do. Like yeah. A, like a handstand push-up? Yeah, like a gonna... handstand push-up. Come on. I'm going to defer to him as the fitness guy if he's doing that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. You win. Oh, Noted. Man. All right. So, yeah, thank you so much for the review. The ones on Apple really help us a ton. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that. There's a lot that goes into leaving one of those, having an account and everything else. It's not, it's not as easy as making a Google account to leave a comment on <laughs> YouTube. So we definitely appreciate that. But the next one comes in from Warcraft Radio. Mel, you want to take that one? 
yeah, it's by Anthemus. I said that right. It says, hi, Bob, Mel, and Yip, even though you're now semi-casual on the show. Just finished listening to episode 100, and not only congrats on the milestone, but thank you for giving us 100 episodes of good content. I've been listening to the show since November 2020, and I've enjoyed it fully throughout, and I will continue to listen as long as you guys keep putting out new shows. I enjoy all aspects of the show that you deliver, and the guests that you bring on are great, except maybe one or two, which we won't name. I feel like that's so sketchy. I feel like he says that, like, we should know who those one or two are. But but we don't. I mean, everyone we've had on the show, we've absolutely loved. I've definitely gotten emails from different listeners <laughs> for different guests. But that's why the show's so great. We we bring in a bunch of different people. And if you don't like that, that one, we'll just skip that episode. That episode. It's no big deal, right? <laughs> Someone in your chat says he means me. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, I see it now. It says Salve Dali. Yeah, Probably, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> From time to time, I do manage to catch you all live and Bob. It is great to see you all live and unfiltered. And if you are nervous live, it doesn't appear that you are. Can't wait to see you pump on your Rogue and Wrath of the Lush King classic. Yep, I'm going to miss you. I've learned a lot from you, especially when you were full-time prop warrior. And the info you provided during raid discussions were basically my YouTube how-to videos for encounters. I never had to watch a vid because you were real good at describing each encounter. I know you'll be back periodically like Meldron, but just thought I would say you were a great part of the show. Yeah. yeah. He was. He was. <laughs> we are going to miss him so bad. Yeah, I'm but just kidding. If you're I in- still see him every Tuesday and Thursday, so I'm not going to miss him. If you're in chat, I made a little command to show Yip's new, uh, well, it's not a new channel, but his channel that he's doing. He's doing three different series. It's really cool. They're, like, very different. One's Pet Hunter, and it's kind of like comedy and kind of like him going around and getting pets. But I actually got a lot of pets from the episode two that I listened to because I didn't even know you could buy them all over the place. And then he's got one where he's doing... uh, He's doing a add-on spotlight where he goes over the add-ons, some different s- settings you could do with it, different things you could do with it. Because so many add-ons come default, but there's tons of different things you could tweak. Listen, did he make one on angry assignments? Because I just explained to him about how to make highlights on angry <laughs> assignments and stuff during it, the last episode. He didn't even know. It was actually on on farm log, but then it, he also does. Uh, he also did one that I thought was really good. It's a little bit longer, but he's basically doing VOD reviews for people. But he's not using a VOD. He's doing uh, Warcraft logs, and he's explaining to you. He's basically like taking that person, looking for a, a, a similar guild with a person that's parsing really high. Rather than looking at, because if you look at the top guy, they're getting pushed with a ton of different shit, right? Like there's a whole bunch of like propping up, but he goes to where he, he explains how you can improve using logs by looking at someone who's in a, a, a similar situation than you. And it was actually really good. It's very similar to what I've done to like get better at my different classes, but I definitely learned many things watching it. Huh? I do that every night. I go through logs and really critique my own skill set. No, I don't have time for that. I wish I did. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know there were things in logs that he was showing. I was like, how do I get there? 
That's the thing. <laughs> I just realized how to look at it's fine. I'm a healer, guys. People aren't taking damage. I can't just, heal. Just fill the bars up, whatever. Just make sure they don't die. Yeah, you know, people don't die. I feel successful. Or <laughs> if just warlocks die, I feel successful. You know? Well, uh, well Dally, does that make sense to you, though? Because, like, I think so many people do try and look at the logs of, like, the number one parsers. And do you think that's actually achievable for somebody in a guild that's not top end? Like, no. I'm the thing about a lot of people care about parsing, right? They want to get their magical pink 99 on Warcraft <laughs> logs. But the problem is, in reality, I mean, like you're talking about how people get propped up. And that, that is true to an extent. Like you got guys out there who are getting multiple bloodlusts every fight and they've got the perfect group comp. And well, I mean, that don't get me wrong. That's really helpful for sure. Like it's usually just about kill times, right? If you're if you're one of the top guilds and you're killing the boss 50% faster than than your average guild, then it just means you're going to have higher uptime on your cooldowns. and so if you're in a more normal guild, like let's say you take two minutes to kill the boss and this other guild you're trying to match the performance of is killing the boss in a minute and 30 seconds. Like you can do whatever you want to try to play better. But if you only have your cooldowns up for like a fourth of the fight and the other player has the cooldowns up for like a third or half the fight, then it's just mathematically going to be hard to compete. So yeah, like it makes sense. Like you want to compare yourself to guilds that have similar kill times and similar overall raid setups because like, especially with TBC, it's so sensitive to what your raid comp is, and it's so sensitive to it's um like how how basically how how hard you can overpower the mechanics that yeah like it, it's not fair to just look at the top warrior or whatever class in the world and just say like I want to be like him just do what he does right well yeah and then with different classes like you're doing different stuff I mean you might you know it kind of reminds me like a very simple explanation would be warrior in vanilla. Uh, Vanilla WoW, if you have world buffs, you're heroic striking on CD. If you don't, you're heroic striking canceling on CD. You know, like, there's Listen, just different just things you do for different not times. Complicated. You can't keep going back to your warrior back in classic. You're <laughs> that gonna was have just a to simple thing to, like, the warlock. Yeah, but but like, there's just there's just different things you 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 would do for different classes. I mean, there's not a whole ton of intricacy to the to the warlock in TBC. Let's just be fair. Like, it's did a lot of shadow bolts, shadow bolts, shadow bolts. Well, they... I mean, I think that's unfair. There's stuff having to do with warlock. Maybe it's not necessarily which button you're pressing next, but if all yeah. the warlocks were the same, then they'd be perform performing the same, right? Exactly. It's like getting a doob up over here. You know, mm. when you're actually attacking this, doing there's a whole bunch of stuff that I do. I mean, I've. I've, I mean, I've parsed, you know, all of BT and uh, about Hygel. I parsed 99s on half, 98s on almost the rest, and then 97s to fill the rest out, except for a comma. Only got a 91 on that, but it's because of the way we do it. I don't think I can I parse. But gotta, the, gotta do the cheese seed strat. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and my parse, the one that's a ninety-one, was actually with a with the GDKP. It wasn't even with with my guild because we <laughs> don't ever do the the, the the cheese. But yeah, so yeah, definitely check out Yip. We'll have his links in the show notes. And uh, let's move on to what we've been doing. And wow, uh, yeah, Bob just wanted to move on before I got to read the part about Mel. He was like, "Yeah, we don't need." To oh care shit! About I'm sorry, Mel you didn't even you. finish the yeah, thing. Oh, my bad. My, no, no, no. Read, read, read. Well, no offense. Yeah, we can't. We we can't cut off his his review. My bad. 
It says, Mel, you're finally the undisputed number one with Yip's departure. Thank you. I've always been better than Bob. Yip was my only competition. If you guys do seek a third host, I think Ale and Rugs would be great additions if they wanted to, of course. Much love from Canada here. Kongwaba. Atiash. I feel like everybody has their opinions on who a third host should be. I think we're just going to keep taking nominations, you know, and just <laughs> let the ball roll. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I was mean, thinking about Ale on that one. Ale would be really good, I think. Oh, dude, Ale's, Ale's great. And Ale comes on a bunch, but I don't think any of the people that have been nominated are down <laughs> to come on every week. Like, I don't think you guys like realize how much work it is just to come on every week. Like this is, you know, you have to meet, you have to find time with the, with the guest that's going to be on that, that week. There's a lot that goes into it. So I think they're fine that's with just true. coming There's on often. There's a lot that often. goes into it. There's a lot that goes into it for Bob. <laughs> I just ask what time do I show up and then talk. Well, true, so. but. It's still a lot. It's still a lot for you. It's a big. We just talk for a really long time. So that's where the commitment comes in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's a lot of commitment. And, you know, week in and week out, sometimes you don't feel like doing it. I'm sure I'm sure uh, I'm sure Dally knows is a streamer, like have to do it every day. Like that's uh, it's just something I can't do. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. It's something you just have to you do it whether you want to or not, because what you do it's a job. but it's fine the good news is if we're talking about world of warcraft all day long i want to do it more often than i would most jobs so i can't really complain go. very true very true all right so what have we been doing in wow uh this is just like just recent like for dally like the the last week what have what have you been up to i've been doing a lot of sun well i think i did this past, or I guess currently this week, I've done four Sunwells. I think we're doing doing a fifth one on, on Sunday. So, and just a lot of raiding, a lot of grinding, and a lot of getting loot, which has been nice since uh, everyone's new to Sunwell at this point. So, there's a lot of stuff to get. So, Lots I, of... I've thankfully had the luxury of being able to clear in all these runs. So, we've been, uh, it's been pretty fun, actually. I'm, I'm really enjoying Sunwell so far. Yeah, it's, it, it's, oh, it's like, it reminds me of, like, it, it reminds me of basically Olduar, like, like there's, and I, and I mean, for the top guilds, maybe this isn't the case, but your G, GDKPs you've been on, it probably is the case. It's, there's no guaranteed farm. Like, you're yeah. probably going to wipe on a couple bosses a couple, a uh, couple times, like, throughout. And that's just because everybody is accountable and, or at least much more people are, and everybody has to know their role. and. It's actually it makes it actually a lot a lot of fun for me. Like I I I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if it's if you're the type of player who wants like experience mechanics and rewarding mechanics, like when you do them correctly and you actually get rewarded for doing the mechanics properly, then it's it's probably the the best rate of classic up to this point. I mean, I, I think a lot of people play for different reasons, so not necessarily everybody is enthused about the idea of like not having an easy mode farm, but at least for the people that like doing the, the more challenging mechanics, like I think Sunwell is probably, probably by far just the, the most challenging, but in a good way right up to this point. Yeah. I feel like a lot of classic wow has been, you know, uh, has been rotation, 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 you know, but like now it's rotation mechanics. And I really love that because there's so many ways to min max it. Like every poll, I'm like, all right, this, all right, this time, I'm gonna try this. I gotta remember to keep this up over here. 
Like, you know, and just like different things like keep going through my mind. I keep thinking of a way to do it better the next time. Whereas when I was doing a lot of the tank and spank stuff, I'm just like, okay, I just need to start as early as possible. And I need to get my rotation and never miss anything. But like now it's like there's a whole bunch of moving parts to do a bunch of different things. And I'm really enjoying that part. And I'm excited for Wrath and Olduar and everything in that aspect. Oh, Mel, what have you been doing? Nothing. Just raiding. And it's just that's all. Just just just, just raiding, okay. Well I've oh. been uh I've been doing a I don't know, I've been doing a bunch of stuff. I've I've been doing PvP. Um not the best, but I'm higher rank than I've been at this point in a season, you know, ever. So I'm like right on the verge of fifteen fifty to be able to get that ring, and then I want to work six to sixteen fifty, and then just keep going. But I'm trying to take it slow, and I'm getting carried by a you know a glaive rogue quite often, which is uh which is nice. <laughs> but is this in twos? I'm assuming uh, threes. I've actually oh, had threes. the most uh, the most the most luck with. Uh, so you're running warlock rogue and. No, no, we're we're not running the best. We're basically the the success we've had is with rogue, rogue, uh, priest, or or holy paladin. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, but it's you know, like yeah, I would love to be able to like run like the perfect comps, but I play with my friends, you know, and like mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot of options, but. Oh, yeah, as a, as a person who's terrible at PvP, like to me, as long as you're playing with people who you know are at least somewhat competent, that's that matters more than your your perfect comp. At least if you're trying to at least be not right. like gladiator, but just decent. Yeah. Well, and just yeah, and just people that are cool with like learning and you know and not raging and everything else. Like I just enjoy PvP, and you know I'm not like a top level PvPer, and I'm oh I'm okay with that. I just have a good time doing it. But uh, yeah, I've been doing that, and then I'm still on my 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 mount quest to have my rogue getting as many mounts as he can when Wrath launches. So I've moved on finally. I'm putting it off forever. I moved on finally to the uh, Nether Drakes, and boy, that's a pain in the ass. Like, have you done that farm? <laughs> I did it when in retail TBC. I did it as a dumb 14 year old kid. And I remember, I think it took me like a month or something of just logging every day to do it. And <sighs> nowadays, I just, I, I can't be bothered to do something that like will give me amounts, which is, it's cool. But like, and nowadays, I'm more of the no. mindset of, well, if it doesn't help me in raid, then like, eh, I don't yeah. Need it. I, I, sh- I should have started it early, like before, because now I'm sitting here and I'm like, I know the Isle of Queldenas is there. And those dailies are so nice and easy and fast and, and then, like, now I'm trying to do these horrible ones. And, like, they don't open up more until I get more rep. And then, like, I have to go search for eggs. And then I got to, like, try and, like, get eggs over other people. And it's just, it's it's definitely harder than uh, the other one that I did, which was the uh, Skedis one. That, that one I just kept, like, you know, it kept, you know, bringing the little small bosses out. And then... Summon the big boss, layer uh, swap, summon it again, and wait 15 minutes killing the small bosses, then kill the boss, layer, layer swap again. Like, it was super fast, right? But this has just, like, been a pain. But besides that, she's been raiding, too. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically all I've been up, up to for the week. 
Oh, so you don't PvP at all, huh? Not more than just like casually with a bunch of people just to get points. Nah, I've, I, I mean, I've been this way since literally pretty much since always I've played WoW. PvP just doesn't appeal to me. I'm just not, uh, number one, I'm not good at it, so that doesn't help. <laughs> and number two, I don't know, people just become, it depends on who you play with, but people kind of become terrible versions of themselves oftentimes yes. when you PvP with them and just like, I can't deal with that. Like, I'd rather just play play the version of the game where, for the most part, you're working together and it's kind of hard to lose, I guess. Yeah. You still wipe yeah, on the boss. The reason I quit PvP was because I don't think Bob and I would still be married if I PvP'd <laughs> with him any longer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure well, it would have been done. That was the whole point. Like, I play with, you know, a handful of people that don't get get like that. And, you know, so... And I mean, to be honest, I mean, really, I'm playing casually because we're playing like 30 games a week. Like if we were playing for real, we'd be putting in a couple few hundred games a a week. And, Oof. you know, I mean, you look at all the guys that are two that are 2K, hundreds and hundreds of games. So I don't know that it's all skill. It's a lot of time too. it's its own game within a game. Like you basically have to dedicate almost all of your yeah. playtime just learning how to pvp and yep. it's you know for a person who just wants to sit there and kill internet dragons it's a lot of work to uh <laughs> to kind of break Agreed. into that niche yeah yep yep all right well well let's get into catching up with south dally all right so yeah like we said before we haven't talked to you since next and when you were in next you were in onslaught and uh you uh you guys you guys uh broke up you left on uh on on onslaught um and then but we don't know i mean we do know but maybe the audience doesn't know what happened after that where'd you go did you stay guildless for a bit did you join somebody right away uh well it's been quite the whirlwind journey since then yeah well, i wow well, i guess that by the by the last time i was here yeah it was probably i think it was only a couple of weeks or so before our gm quit which caused the the end of the guild essentially yep and uh <laughs> Since then, I, if, I, if anything, I took it for granted in vanilla. I was I was just an onslaught the entire time. And in TBC, I think I've been now in four separate guilds. Wow! So it's uh, it's been a bit of a a whirlwind tour, I guess you could say. But as far as what happened, You're getting in, around, you know, <laughs> not necessarily because I wanted to for se. Like, <laughs> that's just the way the game goes. Like sometimes just yeah. guilds ebb and flow like that. But well, kind of yeah. Walk us through who you joined, or I mean, if you don't want to name names, you don't have to. No, no, yeah, no, I will. Um, well, the, the funny thing is, when I was on the podcast last, we were talking about plans for Onslaught in the future, and mm-hmm. even at that point, I actually already knew that I wasn't going to be sticking with Onslaught at that point. Going into TBC, there was uh, because our, our guild master, even before he quit at that point, was kind of already showing his reservations about leading the guild into TBC, especially because he'd never played it before. So, right, uh, he wasn't looking to go as super hardcore super sweat lord mode again in tbc just because a he already put in a, an insane amount of time into the game at right. the uh like up to that point and then b he just he didn't know how to optimize a tbc guild because he'd never played it and so Fair. there was yeah so there's people inside of onslaught like a certain section of people in onslaught that wanted to start their own guild which and like you know, basically take the good parts about onslaught into tbc and maybe not take the the bad parts with it and so it was, it was a guild called insidious led by one of the officers that was in onslaught at that point and uh so the plan like when i was on the podcast last was to to go with them for tbc but mm-hmm. uh what really threw a wrench into the plans and 
ended up creating actually one of the most fun portions of my stream's history was <laughs> when Onslaught broke apart, it left me... It, it, I, essentially, the last raid I did with Onslaught left a, a bad taste in my mouth because the way the loot system had worked in that guild was something that, at least in my opinion, was not very was not doing a very good job at distributing loot. So I, when Onslaught fell apart, I, I kind of took it upon myself to start my little journey to just get full Nax Bisque gear because it was... <laughs> It was a goal to work on for the rest, the rest of the game, and it was something that I'd been frustrated by because it was I hadn't gotten really anything up to that point, and so you got a ton <laughs> of gold doing it too. Yeah, I, well, I, I didn't have a choice because yeah, the only other way to do it was in GDKPs. So because of that, I essentially for the next two months just was in was in DM East and Skullmance all day, every day for about eight hours a day farming gold. And oh yep. wow, um, well, and I, to, I want to take you back a spec a, a sec because. I was lucky enough. I don't know if you record, like if you put it on YouTube or something. Like last time we talked, you didn't have a YouTube. Uh, still don't. Yeah, still a boomer. On that front. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would, uh, uh, you did a whiskey, uh, a whiskey, I don't know, story time after your stream and told the uh, whole yeah, story. Yeah. And I wish you would have kept that on YouTube, but I think you jumped up. I think at some point there was like 3,000 people. Yeah, it it does still exist. I, I saved it as a Twitch highlight, so it's still on my Twitch channel. It is still there. There you go. Well, and I think uh, you also recommended a uh, oh yes, a, uh, a uh, drink to me the last time you were on, and I uh, did. Yeah, I've went through quite a few bottles since. Uh, yeah, oh, my bank account now feels like he likes whiskey a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but oh, yeah, I, I was I was going to ask you about that. So now you even got to it. Now that just makes me that much more happy about it. All right. Well, I, I I will have to find the uh, I'll have to find the story time and link it in the show notes for anybody that wants to see. But sorry, go right ahead. Well, can I just thank him for not a, not recommending an extremely expensive whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can if you want me to. <laughs> no, well, it's scotch, no, no, no. It's scotch, not whiskey. Okay. Obviously, I don't drink it. Well, scotch is whiskey. It's yeah, true, but like, I don't know. Whiskey's so much sweeter, like straight bourbon. True. You know? Yeah, if you're if you're yeah if you're messing with bourbon for sure. <laughs> All right, sorry, but I didn't mean to de to derail you. Oh yeah, okay. So basically, to finish off, the the rest of vanilla was essentially me uh, farming a bunch of gold all day every day and buying essentially almost every Naxpis item. I ended up being, I think it was three short, but ended up getting the, the Gressel and the Hungry and Cold combination. So ended up having a, a happy ending to that story. But it's it, it's something that people refer to all the time nowadays. It's, it was one of the, the more, I guess, memorable portions of my stream's history. But the funny thing is now people have constantly asked throughout TBC, like, so are you going to you know, farm a bunch of gold again and, and buy all of your Bisque gear again? I was like, nah, it's, I did I it know. once. And I'm, yeah, I gl I'm glad I did it once but it's one of those things that like you're it's it was an interesting experience but you never want to do it ever again because yeah <laughs> farming gold eight hours all day every day got uh got a little old after a while surprisingly enough yeah it so was a, paid off at least. it was a bummer i got bis every single item except for main <laughs> hand offhand never got either of the swords and i could have gotten them in the last few weeks like i got enough d dkp but like at that point Swords were like, you know, weapons were one of the things that were definitely replaced in Kara, whereas like all, a lot of the gear wasn't, you know, like, so right. I just didn't, I just didn't, I just didn't roll on it. And so it's just a bummer that I never got to pump with those, but 
that's the way the game goes. There's always that one item every phase that you you wish you could have gotten that you just never <laughs> never got your hands on. The, the one right. cursed item. We've got we've all got one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you didn't join a, a guild until TBC launched, then, right? Yeah. Well, at least I didn't start. I mean, the guild didn't really formally start doing anything as a guild until TBC launched, and it was it was the the insidious guild I was talking about, and. Uh, so just like we, just like I did at the start of Vanilla, we went full on sweatboard mode at the start of uh, <laughs> TBC, and I, we basically just leveled from sixty to seventy all in one session with the goal of trying to clear all the raid content as fast as we possibly could. And so, Whew. yeah, release of Seriously? TBC. I think you went in one session from sixty to seventy. Yeah, that was uh, that was my, oh <laughs> did my a god, thirty-eight a thirty-hour long stream. That was uh, oh my god. once again that I heard it never we dungeon yeah, grinded we, we, and yeah, I we, wanted to murder myself. It was like after the tenth time of doing this same thing, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I just want to go do quests." I mean, did we? Get, <laughs> what was it? Three days we got it. Was it three days or? Yeah, I was I impressed was with our days. three that's, days. That's solid. Yeah, <laughs> we I, slept. I mean, I was right there with you about the tenth run of sleep pens. I was ready to never play the game ever again. But <laughs> at that point, you kind of just go into like some sort of trance, and like thirty yeah. hours later, you're done. But you're on autopilot; like you don't even have to think about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. At that point, you just, you start talking about the most random stuff ever with the people you're you're in the group with, and just kind of yeah. the game takes a backseat, and just like you just realize it like later. Oh, I guess I leveled. Okay. Yeah. And then <laughs> after you get going, you know, longer, like you start getting like. Okay, I can't handle this joke from this one dude one more time. I cannot handle <laughs> this joke you, one more time. <laughs> uh, my problem was like we had one person who would keep breathing very heavily into his mic, and we kept telling him, oh, like, "Dude, no. like, need oh, your mic or something." And he kept saying, oh. So yeah, after about twenty hours, that got pretty old. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like I let this go for the first twenty hours, now it's done. <laughs> that's, that, that, I got to stop at the twenty-first. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I draw the line. Oh, but man. anyways, it ended up being for the most part worth it. We ended up getting the the world third, I think it was Mag and Gruel clear. So nice. That was yeah. That ended up being at least somewhat of success. We lost to progress, but then you could hmm. say that about any other phase ever. So that's well, okay. not too much to feel bad about. You're not bitter, I can tell. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll get <laughs> no that hard out, feelings. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so uh, that 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 kind of leads me to phase one. Just curious, did did you say stay with the same mains like mage and warrior, or in phase one, or uh, in phase? Yeah, I came into TBC actually looking to prioritize the mage. Like in in vanilla, I mostly prioritized the warrior. Like I was maining both mage and warrior, but the warrior definitely took a a more pivotal role just because it was the character I was using for for stuff like speed running, and it's probably the the character people knew me better for, but. I started off as mage largely because everyone remembers the propaganda before TBC came out about how like, oh, warriors are going to be terrible. It's a dead class in TBC. Was it really <laughs> propaganda though? Like if, if you think about prior to the SSC TK nerf, I mean, just think about how often melee were dead. And like, would you really, I mean, there was guilds that did the whole cheese strat of the ogre suit, you know, for, for Lady Vash. But I mean, until like that nerf, like, like I mean, Warrior really still wasn't that good. They still did good damage, but I mean, the mechanics just kind of blew them out. They didn't have all the armor pen. Also, like, I mean, it it kind of was true early on. I feel, but do you not feel that way? Oh, uh, I guess I we- will in fa- in phase one. Absolutely, they were awful. It was atrocious. <laughs> that's that in phase one. I was I was like, okay, well, yeah, I, I see what they were talking about. But at least in my experience in phase two. 
And it, it depends on what sort of guild you're in, I guess. Like the faster you can kill stuff and the more you can kind of gorilla each boss, the I guess the more really you can just, get away with the run. Yeah, I'm really just thinking of like uh, pre-nerfed Lady Vash and pre-nerfed T- TK and more Lady Vash. Like there was just so many punishing, like with the green like slime and everything. There was so many punishing me- yeah. me- me- mechanics for the warriors. But sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. I just hear that all the time that everybody was wrong. And I was like, well, they were kind of right. Like and a lot of people said they'll be good later. Well, I, you're right. I think in that there was definitely mechanics in, in that for, for like portion of the game that were required. You had to play better if you wanted to do well as a melee. You, you couldn't just sit there in, in one spot and just stand and not look at your screen, roll your face on the keyboard and expect <laughs> to do fine. Like if you wanted to be a warrior who was capable of, or just any melee class really, who was capable of, of doing decently on Vosh, you had to be like, you would do stuff like try hard stuff, like bring the ogre suit and you had to be very careful to save your potion cooldown in case you got rooted in slime. So that way you could save yourself. Right. And I mean, it, it definitely helped also if you had healers who were on the ball who could react to like, Oh, you know, this guy needs a freedom. Otherwise he, he's going to die. So, and I also mean, my- the tank aggro seemed different. Like it, like it seemed that it seems the tanks are keeping aggro way better now than they were in phase one with like, without the expertise and all that. Like I could be oh, yeah, wrong, sure. but like, it seemed like, Melee was taking aggro way more often earlier on in the game than now. Yeah, well, early on in the game, I think it's largely just because the tanks had to wear a bunch of chonka gear, right? They just had to wear nothing but the highest stam defense stuff they could find because that that was the the bare minimum of what you needed. Like now they can wear that same sort of gear that also has a ton of DPS stats on it too. So that way they can, they got the best of both worlds. But yeah, I I don't know. I I think it largely depends on like your, your specific guilds experience. To me personally, I, once I got to phase two and once we got into SSC and TK, the melee were doing fine Uh, on my warrior consistently. I was probably in my specific experience, but just more on, on average, I'd say warriors were usually in the top three. For overall damage for SSCTK, so oh yeah, with the I trash it, and everything, yeah, obviously the trash helps, of course, because you can cleave. But <laughs> um, yeah, even as early as phase two, like the the speed runs I was doing would stack up to five or six warriors in one run. Not all of them, but yeah, um, I think most people, even if they said warrior would eventually get better in TBC, nobody really thought it would be by the time you got to like SCTK. So I, I, to me, at least it was propaganda. Like I said, just because I think maybe, maybe for a more average guild, I guess it, it makes more sense why a warrior would have had a rougher time back then. But well, and even you if you had to like wait it out a phase, right? Like you can be not great for one phase and then yeah, exactly. do really well. Right. Like, I feel like yeah. they made it sound like the, all of TBC warriors are going to be just like bottom of the barrel. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, I mean, made it sound like for for half, for the game, like half the boss fights, you couldn't DPS for half the time, and you'd be dead every boss fight. And uh, yeah, oh, like you'd have to just stand in the corner and wait yeah. for them for to come back in. Yeah, that's what it sounded I mean, like. Complete re- regret phrase. I wish I would have been benched phase one and two, and my main was Fury right now because I'm having a blast. I'm actually like, I've got some gear now. Like I've been doing raids with my Fury Warrior, and it's so much more fun than the Warlock. Oh my god, it's so much fun. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm just wishing I had just been patient. I right. think a lot of us are in that spot. I mean, that, that's exactly where I was going with me starting off meaning mage because I thought, well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be terrible. Well, it turns out, uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's a pretty common sentiment, actually. The former warrior mains of Vanilla, of which there are a lot, that are thinking <laughs> like, well, huh, maybe, uh, maybe 
Yeah, should have stuck with the warrior after all. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should just stuck with it. Then I could have had the spot in the guild, you know, like yeah, set. But uh, wait, well, we'll we'll let's talk about phase two. But first off, I just want to know your impressions on like phase one. Like, how did you feel like that played out with the ten man dungeon and like only three bosses in twenty five man? You know, I, I get why it was a necessary part of the game because even if the Blizz like timeline of release was having tier five in the game right from the start in the modern era nobody would have cared about tier four if they'd released tier five at the same time right yeah. everybody would have just done tier four until you got the bare minimum to go to ssctk and then they never would have touched tier four ever again so i mean i get why they did it they had to number one extend the life of the game by doing that and number two they wanted to make sure that like the the content from tier four was meaningful by just basically artificially gating it but mm-hmm I mean, the sentiment I get from most people and definitely my opinion on it was there's a reason why the game never never released originally with just those <laughs> raids. Because yeah. doing essentially yeah, two glorified Onyxias and yeah, doing two glorified Onyxias and only a 10-man like full-length raid for, what was it, like three and a half months or something was got very old very fast. And, and going from 40-man raids to like a 10-man and a couple bosses in 25, I felt like was just insane. Yeah, exactly. It would have been one thing if Karazhan was a 25-man raid, but right. the fact that we didn't have a full-length 25-man raid and all you had was the 10-man full-length, it's it was rough. And I, I, I get why they had to release a phase like that, but if anything, I think it was at... It should have been maybe two months long at most. I think the... the dra- I think them it was dragging way after too about long. Four months, yeah, it was way too long. It was, it was a good chance to level alts, I guess, but... It was good for that, because I did get alts leveled up, so, I mean, it was good for that, but... Yeah, ugh. but at that point, nobody wanted to level anything, because they had just dungeon grind, grinded their way through <laughs> leveling yeah, their true. first character. It was like, yeah, hey, maybe so. I'll check out the quests, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and, and then everyone has a preference, but at least to me, I don't find 10-man rating nearly as fun as 25-man rating, so... When you when you're consistently looking forward to the you know it's ooh, it's raid night every week it was kind of underwhelming to think okay well it's raid night we get to do do Karazhan it was it, it was cool it felt like a dungeon it felt yeah, like a dungeon it's like Not... a glorified UBRS basically because yeah uh, same size man it gets yeah. a, it gets a little more fun with the group or with the raid wide buffs in Wrath because like you can build like a pretty set team like 10 man actually turns into like oh you want a melee cleave or you want a caster cleave like it, yeah you can kind of do some cool some cool shit in 10 man's i was not talking about wrath yet yeah yeah true true all right so so uh so now if we're as we're moving along like tell us if you like swapped guilds at this phase okay, uh, <laughs> so we're in phase uh, two now and you're you're still the mage, or you're kind of like still the mage to start. Yeah, it's that's funny. I guess I'm, I'm gonna ultimately end up swapping guilds each phase. On <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> onto the new phase, onto the new guild. I guess. <laughs> there you go. Um, phase two. Let's see. So we started off phase two. We were so the goal of Insidious was largely to do what we had done in Onslaught, which was to try to go for world first clears of of each uh, of each raid, and then after that like speed run the the raid so we had been prepping before phase two had come out with doing a bunch of uh ptr and to just basically practice to try to get the world first clear and the ptr sessions were rough to say the least they, they weren't they didn't go all that well overall <laughs> and uh by the time tier five actually came out we did okay we i mean we we cleared everything the first night but i don't think we were any in anywhere in the conversation of 
You didn't do World first really at any point. Rocket boots, parachute cloaks to the pipe. And <laughs> well, well, we were trying to do cool stuff. I mean, we did we did do some like some nifty invis skips, and we did some. Uh, I don't know. Had some, I guess, at least for what we're at the time, fancy strats. But I think it was clear at that point that the guild was. I don't know. It, it, it's hard. Some, some weird thing about guilds is like you can they can be great on paper, but sometimes like the the roster just jives, and sometimes it doesn't. Like yeah. You can have a bunch you can of people. Have a that, lot of pumpers, but yeah, they can all be great it. players. But if you don't get along, or if you just don't synergize all that well, like it can it, still be a disaster, even if everyone's good at the game. It kind of reminds me of like a, a sports team and bringing a bunch of stars into one sports team. All of a sudden, there's a lot of you don't uh, have the right back coach. And forth. Yeah, you can get a lot of. Yeah, you know. I don't know if you guys follow baseball at all, but yeah, the Angels have two of the best baseball players in the world, and they just finished losing 14 straight games. So. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I, so, uh, yeah, basically what happened with the guild was about a week after the underwhelming results when tier five came out, uh, the GM called it quits. And so that I assumed at that point that was the end of the guild. Like it ended up actually continuing past that point. Like one of the the officers of the guild actually kept it going. So I stayed in with Insidious for the next, I think, couple of months or so. I well, actually no, I stayed in through the, the rest of the phase. So I, I kept doing raids with them. But at that point, I kind of realized it wasn't quite what I was looking for in TBC because I was trying to go for something maybe a little bit loftier goal-wise. And so I ended up actually making the decision to completely re-roll and start on European servers, okay. which is not something I'd ever done before. And I joined uh, Salad Bakers, which were oh, one of yeah. the, the oh, yeah. more well-known guilds back from, uh, back from Vanilla. And I, I already knew the, the GM Laddie from from through his stream, like I knew him through him streaming and I streaming. I played with him a little bit in Vanilla, so it was actually at that point you were asking about if I stuck to Major Warrior main. I'd also been playing Enhanced Shaman for more experimentally, I guess, in Phase 1, but I actually swapped to playing Enhanced Shaman as my full-time main with Salad Bakers. um, I think it was, I guess, a month into Phase 2 is when that happened or so. Nice. Nice. So that... How does the Enhanced Shaman stack up to the Warrior? Enhanced Shaman's interesting because it's not really a pure DPS class. It's more of a, it's a hybrid, right? In the, the more, most tr- traditional sense of the word. And right. I think it's like a, a lot of people. It's kind of utility v- vehicle, like high end, but you know, not your Ferrari, right? I'm not sure that analogy works. I think it's more <laughs> like the, um, it's kind of like the, it's just like a Swiss army knife. It's got like all the different tools built into one and it's not necessarily the best to use for any one particular job that you need it for but it like it does so many things so well that like you always want to have one um, is, enhanced the, is enhanced the melee or the melee. caster melee one. melee one i never remember yeah it's it's the one that's that's totem twisting so enhance is interesting because it's not like a it's not a class that can never top the meters or anything but it's a class that has a huge huge impact on the the overall raid damage because it brings like a ton of totems and obviously bloodlust and um ability to use drums assuming you're a leather worker so it wasn't a class i was sure i was going to like just because i've only ever really played more just pure dps classes but the combination of support plus dps that you're trying to do at the same time and trying to optimize it by totem twisting correctly is is really interesting so it was a class i was actually really surprised to like as much as i do I, i'm not sure i'd ever want to play it as my only class because it is also <laughs> fun to play the classes that can top the meters but 
as one of my classes. Gotta, you have to scroll down and start your meter at like, you know, seven and then you'll feel like, you know, you're closing. No, no, no. All you have to do is you look at the warriors in your group and, and see if, if they top the was like, <laughs> I did that. That was, that was cause of me. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like seriously to them. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yep. All right. But so, so phase two, like I assume, you know, like pretty much you didn't really have any, like, like, like basically you were, after day one, you had it on farm because that was one of the the hardest. Like the pre nerf SSC TK was one of the things that actually like pointed out. Oh shit! Uh, well, now we've actually gotten to raids where people aren't completing them because I mean, still over bef- like be- before nerf happened, over half of the guilds still had not killed all of the 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 bosses, which was kind of crazy at this point for what we'd seen in classic throughout. I mean, there was quite a lot less people doing knacks at the end. True. But well, like, especially going from Kara, Mag yeah. and Gruel to SSC and TK, I think was just a shock to a lot of people too. And I think you ended up losing some people in Kara, Gruel and Mag because of how long it went. We didn't lose anybody in our guild, but I know people were taking a little bit of a break. A lot of people did. Yeah. But like yeah, you guys had pretty much didn't have a problem, right? Or did you have like wipes and stuff like that? I'm just curious from the top end guilds. <laughs> Do you ever wipe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we cleared week one, and so like yeah, every year, every week we would still clear. So I mean, I guess on that front, you could say that it was never a problem. It was never a question of where are we going to kill the boss that week. But it was. I mean, even for top guilds, it wasn't a joke. I mean, you could still very easily if people came unfocused and if people came maybe with not you know, a little distracted or they were tired or something like I still had plenty of nights where I'd, I'd wiped on Bosch for two hours, just even if we'd killed it before, just because people were, because of the mechanics were, they weren't easy, right? It was the first raid content where you couldn't just walk in and kind of half pay attention, and expect to kill the bosses. And so, I mean, all the people that had been asking for hard classic content up to that point, well, I mean, Here you we go. got it. And <laughs> I, it was interesting to see how many people who had been asking like I, I want hard challenging raid content all of a sudden they did the 180 and like well i mean maybe not this hard like i would like to get my food that's too right like so, i mean i still want to kill it i don't well, know yeah, or, uh, i don't mind wiping for one night but after that like i do yeah. want my loot well like and we've talked about it. there's there's so many weird things with uh phase two like for instance like the tier was garbage for most warlocks and you're stacking quite a bit of warlocks like there's just wasn't a ton of gear everybody wanted except for Vash and KT. So you're sitting there clearing it every week and then having to do the crazy long Vash runback uh, for each attempt that you get on it. And, and like, really, you're, like, disenchanting all the gear prior through the instance, you know, for the most part. So the gearing was a little weird, we thought. But I don't know if you had any thoughts. I guess it's kind of hard with you killing the first night like you got here <laughs> the first night so kind of hard for yeah, you yeah sh- sure but i i think the more applicable experience i had like with what you're talking about is it was the first raid tier that you couldn't just easily pug right you couldn't just join some right. random pug out of world chat and expect to kill everything like all of a sudden there were gdkps that out, out there that could kill Vosh and kt but you kind of had to know someone right you, you kind of had to know like the, the good ones so right if you're a guild character or you could get of gold 
Yeah, or have a ton of gold. Yeah. So for your, for your good, you know, your guild characters, like I was okay, but for my alts, it was rough because you can't, you, you couldn't just go in and expect to say, like, it wasn't a question of like, ooh, well, if the loot drops, am I going to buy it? It was a question of like, where, where, where are we going to kill the boss? So that was the loot. So. Right. Yeah. So that was, that was definitely a rough part about trying to gear the characters that weren't in guilds at the time for me. And I'm, I'm assuming probably a lot of people just because, um, Vosh and KT especially were just fights that if you hadn't practiced the same fight with the same people over and over again, it was a lot to, there's just like little things about those fights that people would mess up if you, if they did it differently, depending on which guild you were in. And it was very punishing, right? Like it was the first raid that I think really opened our eyes to figuring out who the weak links were, right? Because before they could kind of skate under the radar and it wasn't as big of a deal, at least in a, you know, semi-casual guild and i think this was like oh, okay if you mess up you kill everybody so now we need to figure you out because <laughs> that's not gonna work right yeah the, the one guy that's standing too close to capernian all of a sudden he kills everybody because he got hit right. by the, the con flag and then he does it three more attempts and you're wondering why yeah, he, then why, he goes why, run through why, the raid and stuff <laughs> yeah it's fine. yeah I don't know. I, I I thought it was interesting that it was the first hard content of that up to that point but i do wonder if it was actually I mean, it's it's what a lot of people have been asking for for a while. But I do wonder, like, yeah. in, in hindsight, was it actually good for the game that was that it was that hard for that long? I don't know. I don't know. To say. I feel like for us, we're not super hardcore, but we're not super casual either. We're like kind of in the middle there. We've got some pumper hardcore people, and then we've got some less hardcore people. Um, I'm trying but to for think, us, I we... feel like it was it was perfect, right? Because we were able to progress. We all enjoyed kind of not killing everything day one and you know not having to because really our guild when we start things on farm just kind of trickles off on their attention spans yeah. um <laughs> so i think that it we were able to get kt and vash down pre-nerf but I not think, like way pre-nerf right think, like we would have been really mad if they would have nerfed it before we got it down <laughs> okay so there was the half week but i think we got it down, I, th I can't remember exactly, but I think it was the third week, the third full week, and then KT was the next week. Like, the yeah, we did was, Bash first, and then yeah, we, we went to KT, and we were like, oh. We kind no, of found out I was going to say, normally it was the opposite. Yeah, man. we did it wrong, but it was crazy, because I feel like we were forged, we were galvanized <laughs> by... The progress on on Lady Vash, I think we dropped her on the twenty fourth attempt. I think we had twenty three wipes on on Vash, and then it only took like eight wipes on KT to drop KT. But the problem was, is we had to prioritize those things because of so many bosses. So like after we dropped Vash, we just went straight to KT the next week and just tried to drop it. Uh, rather than even thinking about going to SSC, right? So, like, but, like, what's funny is, like, if we would have just done KT first, we might have done a better job and been faster. I don't know. But, like, basically, just doing all those attempts really did. I, I, I think it was the coordination on Bash that helped, that held us back, right? Like, I think it was just getting everybody on the same page, getting everybody to do what they needed to do. and. There was just a lot of moving parts on Bash and getting our guild to become coordinated enough to do that, I think made KT a lot easier. 
right? Because yeah, once once you have that coordination already, I mean, because Vosh, I mean, most people would have agreed that like it's it was the harder boss. So like if you can get that down at that point, you were already yeah. kind of set for KT for sure. Yep. Oh, so. okay. So all right. So you stayed you stayed with Insidious all through phase two. No, salad bakers. Salad well, bakers. I was, no, no, I was salad in both. Bakers. Yeah, for, for phase two. Yeah. Oh, you were both. Okay, I, yeah, I missed I'd, that I'd part. Stayed, I had stayed on the mage on in phase two, and then I'd. Uh, you did the shaman on the salad bakers. Shaman. Gotcha. And this entire time in the background too, I was actually playing a warrior as well. But at least for <laughs> for this entire time, it was still just like, oh, well, it's this, it's the for fun alt, right? At the time, maybe because some, yeah, maybe maybe someday know. you never know, right? <laughs> All right, so yeah, so then it gets nerfed. It becomes just absurdly easy. I mean, we it was a joke at that point. I think KT actually was harder than Vash at that point. Like, Based on my pug experience, yeah. There's yeah. pugs to this day that still, will still wipe on KT hilariously. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so, okay, phase three comes in. Was this like a, what the hell is this? Because it was, it, I mean, right, it was pretty easy, right? I mean, it was easier than pretty much everyone expected. I mean, I'd, I'd never played TBC before, so I didn't necessarily know what to expect. But um, yeah, when you'd gotten so used to how punishing the Tier 5 final bosses had been, you got to Tier 6 and you thought, well, it's probably going to be something along the same lines, right? And then I, I personally, like, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, I, to be honest, like, for me, I, I didn't mind the difficulty of Tier 5, but I think it was fun to progress, but it wasn't necessarily fun to farm every week just because... Like we talked about earlier, yes, people's as, as you get deeper and deeper into a phase, and like you start to get more and more in farm mode, people's attention span starts to drop off. And we were definitely having problems with even two months after we'd down Vosh, like people are still still just not paying attention, so you still die to it. Yeah. And so I was expecting the same thing in phase three, but I mean Illidan, maybe not a total joke, but for the most part, you can just kind of brute force it. And I, I personally like that. I, I in my opinion. Black Temple, at least up to this point, I maybe I, I can't say yet just because Sunwell hasn't been long out out long enough. But I, I I really liked Black Temple. I thought it was the best raid, one of the best raids in Classic up to this point. Maybe certainly in TBC, in my opinion. I mean, I liked it, but I think Sun I think Sun Sunwell is definitely my favorite for different reasons. But we'll talk about that when we get there. But like, I I I thought it was pretty good. I thought Council was the the hardest fight in 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 black temple i don't know about you yeah it, de it definitely was initially i remember when i was doing it with the salad bakers on the ptr before it actually came out i think council was the one that we spent three hours wiping on and then like right after that we just did it in three or four attempts <laughs> and boom we were good to go so that was interesting and i, I think if anything i i thought council council like, that, that experience gave me the impression that it was going to be harder than it was but it turns out i guess once you get a bunch of gear it wasn't so bad anymore but i can say that for every yeah. fight i guess but um i don't know i for me black temple was the perfect butter zone of not a complete joke difficulty wise but i think it was a much at least for me personally a much more fun raid to to play in long term just because even if somebody made a, a mistake here or there it doesn't necessarily mean like an entire raid wipe and yeah, it was definitely I'm, more fun than Hygel. So maybe, you know, <laughs> just the comparison of that tier, you were like, yes, I love Black Temple. Let's not True, yeah. Now, I, I guess there's a reason why we <laughs> mentioned Hygel a single time. You know, we try to forget that braid ever existed. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention it in a second. But first off, I wanted to talk about uh, uh, Taryn Gor uh, Gorfeed. We all heard prior to, you know, B uh, BT coming out, if you guys don't know how to do the uh 
the little uh the thing where you get taken over i forget the name of it uh yeah the, the mini game whatever it was yeah, called yeah yeah <laughs> they're like everybody play this this mini game and yada 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 and from day one our guild is still the first person has never done it completely right like those ads are straight up in and we're still killing the boss like every okay, time you can, you can literally just ignore it the entire time yeah, yeah. i know everyone said like oh if, if a single one of the skeletons reaches the rate it's an instant wipe and in reality yeah. like oh the skeleton is kind of tickling me this is annoying yeah we just we just brute forced through it like we were like okay well that wasn't bad yeah, fair it's like the first three raids i was like okay, this is the rotation. This is what I have to do. And then I didn't get it. And then I didn't get it for another five raids. And then I'm like the sixth raid. I was like, oh, crap. Uh, What was it I was supposed to do again? And it was fine. Yeah, because it only happens to one person. I, I think I've been clearing BT on three or four characters every week since it came out. I've only ever gotten the, the game once, ever. It's- At this point, I don't know what the odds of that happening are. But like to me, I, I, if I had never learned it, it wouldn't have even mattered because I've never, I'd right. never do it. It's only yeah. happened to me once, and I'm pretty sure I was doing it right, but I only got one global off before before Terran dropped. Because <laughs> I, I was number two. So, like, I mean, I just don't even know. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's, that's definitely one of the fights where the fact that the player base is so much better nowadays has kind of changed, sure. changed the idea of that fight. Because I'm sure if that fight goes on another three minutes, three or four minutes, then all of a sudden... You actually have yeah, to do it properly, or you're gonna wipe. But you know, if you can kill the boss in two minutes, and all of a sudden, like, eh, you know, nah. who really cares about the actual? <laughs> we'll be fine. Yep, yeah. Oh yeah. uh, well, yeah. So yeah, the last thing, Mount Hygel. I mean, when I think about it, like I just think about the waves of mobs, and I actually got into it with my guild because of Mount Hygel. I got lazy as hell on the trash, and I'm a lock, so. Uh, People notice if you get lazy on the trash. Like, I'd be like running AFK to make a, you know, make a drink and stuff like that. Like, it was bad. I definitely corrected the behavior, but like, it was, it was just bad. It was just not fun. And then the boss encounters, like, oh, we're gonna get stunned. Okay, this is a cool mechanic. Like, you know, like there <laughs> goes the parse. Like, you know, and it's just, it, like, I just didn't really like any part of it. And then. Uh, you know the the last boss, like you just have one or two two people that aren't you know that are extremely slow and unable to hit their freaking tier. You know by by the time they drop, like or, or can't wipe. move out of the way of this very slowly moving towards the I fire know. moving towards you, and yeah, it's just like it, it like it just like one or two people die, and then all of a sudden you wipe. You know later on you could get by with gear and stuff or. You know, but like it's just I just didn't like the raid. I don't I don't know what you thought about it. I think the problem with Hajal was that Blizzard back in the days made it as kind of a nostalgia trip. I mean, if you played Warcraft three, it was cool to be like, oh wow, I remember doing this mission. It's cool to do all this again and yeah, it was cool. Waves and exactly, it was, it was just, cool as a nostalgia just trip. Just like the Caverns I, of Time's dungeons, they were cool once, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the problem is like they spent so much time trying to make it cool for people, like the the oh wow, I remember this from Warcraft three that they forgot to actually make it a fun raid. And so, yeah, like, Listen. you know, when every boss has this mechanic, that'll just randomly com- just like completely screw you out of like your parse because like, oh, sorry, you got slept or oh, sorry, you got uh, you got stunned for half the fight. What can you do? Then, yeah, it's not very fun. And then, like nobody likes wave based anything ever. No, yeah, I mean, but like, yeah, I mean, you can never cut the time down. 
Like you yeah, can't even have a fun speed run. I mean, you can cut the time down by going to the spawn, but I mean, it's still not, you know, you're still like never going to get faster once you get the fastest, right? Yeah, you can't have any sense of progression, right? You can't like, you know, pull pull faster, you know, pull pull this pack and this pack at the same time, right? It's just like, all right, here's the same wave over and over again. But yeah, you, you, can you get the next one? No, 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 not yet, not yet. <laughs> well, yeah, and then listen, no, it bugged any raid out if that, people stood on boxes too. That's what I'm saying. Any raid that pun it that bugs out when you stand on a box, like the amount of times that people jumped on boxes accidentally, or like. Just the self-control it took. I don't understand why people like to stand on boxes. Like what this, like, I feel like they were told they couldn't stand on boxes. And now it's like, well, I want to stand on a box so badly. Right. But like, what is that? How is that still a thing? First off, I assume, Dally, you know what we're we're talking about? Like at the Horde camp? Yeah. Where it bugs out and the the first wave won't spawn. Yeah. Uh, And then everyone's been there at some point. Oh, yeah. And then like the first time you don't know. So you kill all the other waves. And then the first wave spawns with the boss, and then it just, just you know, it just stops. And you're like, what just happened? And then you wait for it to reset, and the mobs do it again. Like, you actually have to know for everybody to log out and one person not in uh, raid to reset the raid, or it doesn't work. Like, you can't just wait it out. So, like, we actually, like, did the waves twice when it first happened to us. And it was, oh, man. It was the worst. And, and at that point, you've got half the raid saying, like, do we really even have to finish this? Can we just go uh-huh. Black Temple now? And, like, you still need that one thing off of Arkmon. You're like, well, I don't really want to do it either, but I would like to finish, please. <laughs> We've already done this that much That one crap. person that needs the one thing off of Arkmon, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you wipe on Asglor and be like, oh, well, okay, do it again. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we all can agree that that uh, was a bummer. The ring was cool, though. For the mm-hmm. time, the, the, so were you uh, with Salad Bakers and Insidious the whole phase three too? Uh, no. So I stopped with Insidious at the end of phase two, and then just stuck with exclusively Salad Bakers at the start of phase three. And so with Salad Bakers, the the release of phase three actually, when uh, we were never really going to get world first, but we were at least trying to go as fast as we could, and um, that was a miserable experience for a couple of reasons. <laughs> Number one, because when the raid came out on uh, at least on Gehennis, like the server, the EU server that they're on, the like the Kalimdor server crashed. So like if you ever exited the instance, you got instantly disconnected. Oh, and so no. what happened was, yeah, so when the raid came out, half the raid got disconnected and couldn't log back in for like another <laughs> half an hour. And oh, so no. the the raid was almost kind of already over before it even started. And then on top that, of that... That happened to us at SSC one time. It was, uh, uh, what's it called? The second zone in uh, in... Outlands was down for our server. Uh, Zangermarsh? Yeah, yeah. So anybody that zoned like anybody that was stayed zoned in was fine, but like anybody that zoned out couldn't get there. And then if you used unstuck and then tried to zone in, like you would just get kicked as 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 soon as you entered Zangermarsh. So we had something mm-hmm. similar happen yeah. to us there. Well, and to add insult to injury, not only did we have that experience when when Black Temple and Hydro came out, but I'd also I also had COVID at the time. Like the day of release oh, was no. like the, the worst day of when I had oh, COVID. I, I remember like, that stream, and you had sick, oh, yeah. sick, sick streamer can't talk on your uh, was, thing. I felt yeah, so was the, bad for you. That was the that was the stream after. Like that was the day after too. Yeah, but like it was the day of a release was also I, I had my cam on for that one. Man, I was 
I was dying. And then the fact that, you oh. know, we were sitting there trying to start the raid and like half the raid was offline. That was, we actually, that talked. was like four we, or five hours of pure misery. Oh. We talked about oh. that on the podcast. I had totally forgotten about that. Yeah. That's awful. That's yeah. Fun. So that, that got the phase off to a bad start, but yeah. And then you it went into Hydral and you were like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Because we had to start with Hydral, right? And then we wiped on a Netheron bosses and that. <laughs> ugh, yeah. I, I just remember, I'm not sure I've ever had a more miserable stream than that one. But. <laughs> I guess if anything, it got better from there. Because I, I personally, I really enjoyed go. Phase Three. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, yeah, I, at least in TBC up to that point, it was definitely my favorite phase. So, um, unfortunately, with Salad Bakers, our results in that phase weren't as good as I would have hoped. And I, I think if people think about the Salad Bakers, they probably at least remember them from Vanilla being one of the yeah the super high end guilds. And like they were still they're still good in TBC, but they've definitely fallen off a bit to the point where. Um, it was a bit frustrating because like they remember like there's still plenty of people in the guild who remember the the heights that they'd reached in vanilla and right. everyone wanted to get back to that point but it, was it really the same guild leader and point. everything yeah same same guild leader it's um laddie who's another, another big streamer who mm-hmm. does a bazillion sunwells now and like a bunch of raids every week <laughs> but um so yeah like the, the entire phrase was like frustrating from the perspective of someone who was trying to, to speed run and trying to try to get top speed runs so um i wish that had gone better but like as far as the raid itself at least black temple once again ignoring high shot I, I thought it was fun <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i I did have a good time and the first few hydrals were were fun it's just it got to the point to where you're like eh. and then having to go buy your gear at hydral that was honestly yeah. one of the most annoying parts was having to go back to buy my gear because we would always at least at the end you'd port from Hydral yeah, to yeah, Black Temple, right? To port, uh, Black Temple. And then you'd have to make your way back to Caverns of Time to get your gear. Or you'd be like yeah, me and kind of the classic story, like anybody can someone invite me invite me to a raid, please. I want to go and get my gear now. <laughs> yep. Right? Or you'd be like me and get and get yelled at by guild leadership because I like went and died in the pond so I could run back and grab my gear before going to BT. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I only did it once and I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. So I thought it was I thought I thought it was pretty cool too. It just like you know, it kind of brings me into like going into phase four. Like phase four was you know just Zolabon, right? You know, no new arena season, and Zolabon was really fun. It actually still is kind of fun for me now, but like. It just it was just such a small phase. Like, what are your thoughts on on phase four? To me, it didn't, it didn't even really feel like a new phase. It was more like th- phase three point five almost. Um, Agreed. I don't know. ZA to me, you like it, so I mean that's interesting to hear because I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I don't. I think I, I, you know, I did like the toxicity it brought for certain people, like when it first started. Like everybody, like now that everybody has the bear. We all we get the bear every like every time now because everybody takes their time and isn't like crazy like like worried about that. But it was a little toxic in the beginning for sure. <laughs> well, because yeah, people were worried about the time, so they'd just run in and they'd be like, "How did I die?" And be like, "I had zero mana," and you knew that. When you're hurry, we, need, we need to get the bear, the highly exclusive bear mount that ne- not everyone's going to have in the next three. Months. Every single person has on the server now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The thing about ZA to me is like the raid itself, I think is actually fine, but I, I think it's more that I just don't like 10 man raiding, especially in yeah. TBC where you don't have the, the raid wide buffs. It just, 
especially once you're used to playing in 25 man raids, mm-hmm. uh, playing your class just doesn't feel as good in a 10 man raid. It feels really weird, like playing to lock and lock. All of a sudden, I'm like, dude, I'm doing like half the damage. Then you look at your parse and you're like, why? Yeah. Like, I normally parse <laughs> in like the high 90s. Why am I parsing a 78? Like, you know, it's just like. Yeah, because all of a sudden you don't have your Shadow Priest now and you don't have like the three other locks for your ISB and you don't have yep. like uh, all the other debuffs that you'd normally need. And it just, yeah, I, I don't know. The, to me, it just felt like, especially since it's on a three day reset. You yeah. kind of feel obligated to go every three days, at least initially, right? Because you need all that stuff out of there. And to me, just like Karazhan, it kind of felt like a glorified UBRS. And to me, it just wasn't, especially for a warrior, but like really for any class, it's just not as fun to play when you're not, when you don't have the, like the full raid setup. And, but you felt obligated to do it anyways. And so I, I wasn't a fan. Like I, I did ZA the bare minimum amount of times and then, and then got yeah. out. Not because I didn't like the raid itself, but just the idea of 10 man raiding just, just doesn't do it for me. But the frogs. I didn't need anything from ZA. Like As there was healer? nothing in ZA for a healer priest no, that was going to be an upgrade. You had to have gotten your in the ring good for you. The necklace at least is good. Or the trinket. Oh, there might have been a neck. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, neck the healers was, don't have much. Yeah, I think the neck was the only thing that I got from there. But the frogs. Yeah, but it, <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> I frogs were so much fun, pet. right? Oh. You'd like get all those things at the end and then you turn your frog in and sometimes you'd buy like five scrolls of Agi and you're like, wow, that was like I do like that part, yeah. 90 the, gold the, right the there. Machine. That part's nice. Yeah, I mean that was kind of fun. I mean there's and then the the music that plays at the end. I don't know why I got I just loved that. I don't know. I th- no. I thought it was a more fun one. Like I hated uh Z uh Zol Grub? Is that yeah. yeah, I hated that. Like, but I've liked Zol Amon. It's so much faster. Like I don't, problem, I don't know. The problem with a phase with just a 10 man is that you end up still running the previous phase raids. And so you're just extending phase three, right? Like you're just Extending phase three and adding in the scorified dungeon to help. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't even feel like a new phase. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I'm I'm okay with having an additional raid to do on top of like the full size raid that already exists. Yeah. Um it's just if anything, that was like the obligation that you kind of have to felt like at least on some classes that you had to run it every three days was was frustrating for me. Do you have any Especially guild because, changes during phase four? I know it's pretty short. Um well, yeah, it was short. I mean, that's that's the other thing about it. I thought at least the combination of phase three plus four was just too short because I think we were talking earlier about phase one, how it was three and a half months long. And everyone thought like, oh, my God, it's lasting way too long. And then the phase that a lot of people actually liked, like three and four, if you want to consider it as one, ended up being the same length. It was three yeah. and a half months. So we, did, we ended up doing Black Temple the same amount of time that we did Karazhan, Gruul and Mag. And then at least to me, it was just like, well, now we're in the actual like fun part. Like, why are we trying to rush this? So, well, and the majority of people, I mean, I know why they rushed it. I called it way earlier. I said this, you know, when they first announced the 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 phases that it would be the same; those two would be the same length or close because of arena season. But it's funny because there's a lot of people that arena, but really. It's a very small group that actually like pushes hard 
in arena. The rest of the people are just kind of doing it for for gear to fill, you know. And yeah, I so, mean, like nothing against arena players. I know that they they've got their own <laughs> section of the game that they play, and like, and I'm not saying their their version of the game is any worse than than people that just focus on PVE. But like you said, it's a small percentage of the players. How many players actually competitively do play arena? Five percent, maybe. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, like probably competitive five, probably just on the reg, probably even just 20, like 25. There's a ton of people that do PVE that do not do arena at all, or they'll yeah. do like one week and not for two weeks and then one week, you know, like, although now that they've made the changes, though, to the arena points, I see a lot more people engaging in arena, which makes sense, like. Now they're like, oh, I could do this. I could get an item in four weeks doing almost nothing, you know, 10 games a week instead of in eight weeks like it would have been right. prior. So it does make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure how much it had to do with the... I mean, I, I'm sure like it was partially they, at least what, what it felt like to me, rushed the phase just for the re- arena season. But, I mean, I also get the feeling that there's no way to know this for sure, but I get the feeling... Blizzard's at the point where they're like, all right, let's get to Wrath now. We need to, need to milk that Wrath yeah. cash cap. That's exactly like what they're, they're doing. Track for Wrath. Yeah, it, it feels like it. But yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I want to play Wrath. I'm looking forward to it. But I kind of I just wish would rather them have phase two be like, or phase one be like a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you were going to rush any phase, rush the one that everyone hated. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I, rush, I rush the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Yeah. And. I, I'm with you. I feel like they could make arena seasons as long as they want to. Just give them a two-week notice before the season ends, or a three-week notice. Give them something like like that, and I don't think it really matters. Like at that point, like yeah, exactly. What matters I, you know, not the most mean, is the but biggest, the biggest, you know, player base. Right. Not to be mean, but like if it's if you're making if you're scheduling PVE releases based on what five percent of the players do PVP wise, it's just it's frustrating because it's not you're, you're dictating the schedule based on what a tiny, tiny percentage of the player base actually does. And yeah, I mean, as a person, I guess who doesn't PVP at all, I guess I'm biased on that front, but <laughs> and, I it mean, was definitely, it was annoying. Yeah. And it, it definitely made them, them mad. And I do get it, but at the same time, you just, you know, like you're playing a niche part of the game and I hate, I hate this term, but it is what it is. I mean, the majority should probably be the ones thought about the most. Yeah. Or just really my opinion, you know, it doesn't even (laughs) have to be the majority, but. (laughs) Anyways, to answer your original question, I guess, uh, before I got into that tangent, you're asking if I swapped guilds. Um, yeah. So by the end of the phase, I guess, well, not the end, but it was back in late February. I think it was. So this was, um, when did Sunwell come out? That was start of May. So I guess it would have been, two-ish months before Sunwell came out. Uh, I'd been in Salabakers up to that point and kind of talked about how the results weren't, were th- weren't that encouraging. And I wasn't necessarily actively looking to leave. Like, I, I was frustrated, and like, so was everyone in the guild, but I wasn't at a point where I was trying to, to look for other guilds or anything. But um, I'd actually... Someone from Progress reached out to me, the guild that I'm sure plenty of people know for getting all the world first stuff, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'd heard of them plenty and I'd competed with prog- against progress back when I was an onslaught in classic. Um, when we had competed for speed runs and getting the, the world first clear of the raids. And so someone from progress, one of the leadership reached out to me and said like, Hey, you know, you, are you potentially interested in trying to 
up your game for the for the speed runs and for for progression and um i agonized over that decision for i think it was like <laughs> a good two weeks because basically what they were asking me to do is because their alliance and i'd been playing horde up to that point they were asking me to essentially start from scratch like literal scratch mm. on all of my uh, to, to join them on yeah like to join them on their server on their faction because i couldn't just transfer my current characters over because i was playing horde. right and I'd already done that because when I went from Insidious to Salad Bakers, I'd gone from NA to EU servers, and I had to start from scratch then too. And at and least when I did that, this whole time, right? Yeah, I'd never played Alliance before. This is the, this is the first time I've ever oh, played Alliance. Here, this is for you. Oh, the Alliance! Oh, I'm still I'm, I'm still a <laughs> Horde Andy at Welcome heart. to the right <laughs> side. Uh, yes. I, I might play Alliance now, but I'll always be an OG Horde. <laughs> I don't know. I, I play yeah. I play Alliance out of obligation, not because it's necessarily my <laughs> preference now at this point. Um, no, no. <laughs> I mean, play Alliance is fine. It's, it's, it still feels weird to this day to be sitting in Stormwind instead of Orgrimmar. It's, I'm not sure I'm ever going to get used to that. Yeah, but how no, much prettier is it? Oh God, that, oh, God don't even get me started on gnomes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why. If we could just delete an entire race from the game, it, it would be no. That's you guys Horde hate gnomes for some reason. Like, Horde just despise the gnome class. The gnome race. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't have gnomes, what would you use for a football? I just don't understand. <laughs> I just don't oh, man. <laughs> I think it's like having that one friend who's just always annoyingly positive no matter what all the time. And it's like even if things are horrible, and you're just like, dude, just like, shut this up. All right. It's gonna be great. Yeah, like, oh my god. No, life is awful. I hate it. Shut up, dude. Oh my god. Oh, man. All right, so okay, so. They, they, what did you just start on Elias and you were conflicted? Yeah, just because, I mean, I, it was one thing to start over again back at the start of tier five and it was still annoying. It was still like a lot to catch up on. But by the time you're at the end of like the Black Temple phase and ZA phase, it was a lot of work like that they were essentially proposing because you had to, because uh, most people, if you have to just catch up in tier five, like, yeah, just do Karazhan a few times and just do like heroics right. for a little while and like you're for the most part caught up. But, uh, once it's at the end of the Black Temple phase, that at that point you're like, okay, you got to deal with like the heroics, and it, mm -hmm. it wasn't like the it, it it wasn't nerfed yet where you can do the heroics at honored. You still had to be revered, right? And then yeah. you had to get attuned and everything. And yeah, like, yeah, you still had to do the entire attune question yeah. for Black Temples as well, and like, yeah, so Ooh. had to do all of that, and then progress Did as a guild. Did you boost your character? I boosted one of them because I'd already used most of my boosts, at least on my previous accounts. Um, on my previous character so like i was able to boost the first character but i had to do the other two because like progress is a guild that requires that you uh have three raiding characters in the guild because they do oh, like wow yeah they, they do three separate raid splits per week right now actually four but at the time it was three and so they require that you be able to raid on three characters a week so like it was not only committing to re-rolling on one character but you had to do three so, holy shit yeah it's a lot and, you know, especially at that point in the game, you got to catch up on three characters. And, and so I was. That's, that's when you're like, if I wasn't a streamer, I'd buy a freaking account. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, let's not get ourselves. Or had a multi-box or something. That'd be, that'd be a lot easier to do if I, if I could just like, yeah, not have to worry. People magically. I've, I've acquired this magical 70 out of nowhere one day. I'm like, I've just from? been streaming five days a week, eight to 10 hours a day. But I did this on my off time, guys. Yeah, I just leveled, yeah. In a, I leveled an alliance character as a hobby off to the side. And, you know. <laughs> I didn't so. want to offend you guys with my alliance leveling, so I did it off stream. 
<laughs> yeah. So, the, I mean, the opportunity was really appealing at the time, but it, that choosing to start over from scratch and essentially just abandon my old characters was was not an easy choice to make. But I ended up going with it anyways, just because I wanted to at least long term be able to give myself the best possible chance for for having successful speed runs and trying to compete for like yeah. getting the world firsts. And uh, I think, I mean, uh, up up to this point, the game progress had been kind of the the second to none sort of guild on that front. So I ended up okay, doing it. So you had a shaman, a mage, and a warrior. Did you level the same three characters or did you change it up? I did, yeah. I stuck to my bread and butter. I, uh, so now now it's it's one shaman, one warrior, one mage. But I'm surprised not only, you didn't do a lock you know, the funny of the thing mage. Is, yeah, the funny thing is I was actually originally thinking of playing a lock before TBC came out. I'd even, I'd boosted one, boosted one up and got it to 60 and got it like some okay-ish gear. And then, like, I felt like, to me at least, and you're going to be biased on this one, and so am I, but to me at least, like, the Warlocks were almost, it was like the exact opposite of Warriors when they were being hyped up before TBC. Everyone talked about it, like, oh my god, they're going to be god-tier pumpers, they're going to be the best things since sliced bread, and at least at the start of the game, they were fine. <laughs> but I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I think it was a pretty common trend for a lot of the warriors to re-roll to either warlocks or hunters, right? Kind of like mm. the, the new kings of, of DPS and TBC. And God, uh, I wish I would have listened to that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I did the same thing, right? I did the same thing, except it was just for mage, not for warlock. And I'm right there with you. I, I wish I'd, I mean, knowing what we know now, like, I think a lot of us would have uh, just once you've played the game up to this point, you kind of know what classes were good, what classes were bad. And it's easy to go back and look at it and say like, well, oh, man, I wish I would have just played this class from the start. But right. that's the problem. Like, unless you'd played TBC before and. Yeah. And see, I'm you with you. I like, I had only PVP'd on a lock in TBC basically. And then at the very end of TBC, I worked up my second rogue. Because I had switched to Horde in TBC from Alliance. So, like, I had a rogue honest, all through Vanilla. And then, like, so I didn't do any PvE at all. So this was all new to me, too. Whereas Wrath, I'm going back to, like, knowing exactly what I'm doing. I just don't think it would have mattered. I think it's a totally different game than original TBC was. Well, I see, think, and I just don't, I just don't know because I wasn't, you know, I didn't do it. I think yeah. just looking back at Classic, though, Classic was a totally different game. Different classes were. I mean, true. There, there wasn't a ton original. Of, yeah, vanilla, there wasn't a right? ton of like basically the the biggest DPS class in original Vanilla was definitely Rogue because most of the the warriors had no idea that they should be wearing leather through the first half of the game and like. They just had no clue how good they were, you know. We did use, yeah. we did use world buffs and everything else, but well, and that's and that's the problem, right? Like nobody could really. There, you had a thousand different people saying a thousand different things about what class was going to be doing, how good one class was going to be in TBC. But the problem is, like, no one truly had any way to know. I mean, right. if they were using their experience from back, like back in the days from retail TBC, like you know, like we're talking about, like, does that really mean all that much? And then, right. well, and there's and a lot of people. That Private servers, but you know, and, yeah, private it, servers were differently. And well, yeah, what's crazy is the private servers were the uh, like those people were all the ones that that were saying like Warrior was going to be so bad. And I wonder if it's just because the armor, the armor uh, of the bosses was wrong because the armor of the bosses on in vanilla were wrong from private servers. Like the armor and private servers were a lot yeah. higher. Yeah, I think it was a few different factors. I think the 
the main ones were the fact that probably the armor values were kind of different and then bosses there's just like stuff like a just hit harder on private servers and just had more <laughs> health so fights lasted longer and so i think a lot of people that's where they got that mentality of you're going to be dead for half the fights as a warrior because maybe something <laughs> like leo Theris or something like when when you get hit by the whirlwind in in classic yeah it tickles you a little bit but eh, whatever just heal him up and he'll keep dpsing but in private servers my assumption was i i didn't play tbc private servers but that sort of stuff would just be the stuff that one shots you yeah well and so then, i think that's where a lot of a lot of the bias came from everybody everybody i could think of was saying that that you know first at least the first two two tiers you know first two phases fire mage was going to be the kings and i think only north the mage the guy that's oftentimes on uh josh corbett's count countdown the classic pod yeah. He was the only one I remember saying, dude, RK is gonna rule. Like right off like right off the bat. And like he drives me nuts, but like he was right, you know, like he he was totally right. Like Arcade Maze just pumped, you know. Exactly. Like, and that's that, that's one of the things for me that I was, I was thinking, like I was originally gonna play Warlock, but then when I saw how good Arcane Mage was doing already at the start of the game, do I want to play a worse version of a mage right now? And so yeah. I, I ended up abandoning that block. I was originally going to, but well, I mean, but now though. Warlock's yeah, way, table, yeah, turned, way, yeah. way better than Mage, and <laughs> specifically for the fight Muru, like, Warlock is just, like, the more of him you have, the cheesier the fight gets, you know? Like, yeah, they're insane. So, yeah, but it's just because you can, in, you, can in, you can enslave one of the guys that does, like, a third, you know, by the We're end of the... We're not there yet. Oh, yeah. Get so, out of here. All right, so, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, f okay, so basically... That ends phase four, but you didn't actually tell us. We never, we keep going on tangents. You didn't tell us what actually happened with progress. Okay. Well, so, I mean, I, I did end up joining them, spoiler alert. And uh, <laughs> so I did have to reroll all my characters again. And um, I, I've, I've, I think with, over the course of the past, like really just two or three weeks, is finally where I've gotten to the point where all my characters have finally actually fully caught up and gotten back to the point where they're mostly geared as if I'd been playing from the start. But Man, mm -hmm. it was a, like it sounded like it was going to be a nightmare, and it kind of was. The uh, yeah, especially at this point in the game, the trying to catch up is it's doable, but man, it's I was talking about like my my, my my yeah, it's a lot of work, and then my experience in tier five pugs, like we were talking about, like oh man, you can, it's the wild wild west out there. You find a lot of interesting people who still find a way <laughs> to wipe on nerfed Kalefoss at this oh, point God. in the game. So well, like, yeah, it's <laughs> what's crazy is that. I, I I think uh, we had Winky on the show, or we had somebody on the show, and we were talking about you. We just talked about how we were talking about oh, it's rugs, and we 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 were talking about how uh, you uh, like you hated not not being able to stream PTRs uh, in uh, in uh, you know on in 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 onslaught. And then Ruggs goes, well, now he's in progress and, you know, can't stream PTRs. And I was like, <laughs> and I thought to myself at the time, I was like, I have not tuned in to Salve stream in a while. I need to go see what's going on. Because I was like, there's no way he's all horde. Like, there's no way he's in progress. And then yeah, I had what? to go, like, check it out. I was like, holy shit, he is. I mean, it, shit, if you asked me a, a year ago, I certainly wouldn't have <laughs> guessed I'd have been in progress either. It's kind of funny how things work out. I mean, it's, it's like I didn't sound like I reached out to them, but as soon as they reached out to me and said like, because not, so I, I guess one part I didn't mention was the fact that when they reached out to me and offered to 
and were asking if I wanted to join. They were asking to do it as a warrior man. And that's, you're you know, like, I think a lot of people like, oh, like, you just bred my yeah, butter mm, now. You just bred my butter. Because a lot of people, I'm sure, former warriors from Vanilla are now thinking like, man, maybe I should have just stuck with warrior. And all of a sudden there was this golden opportunity to, to be like, oh, hey, you know, if you want to, you want to go back to playing warrior in, in progress? And, so, I've like, and that was pretty tempting. Literally been doing for months my guild, my guild leadership. Like, hey, uh, you know, there's any opportunity to switch to warrior. Uh, <laughs> like you're a, you're like a almost best lock. I'm like, yeah, okay. Never, never mind. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I ended up switching to the main class again. I've, I've cycled through, I guess all three of my bread and butter classes started as a mage, then swapped to enhance. And now we swapped to progress and, uh, yeah. And, and this entire time I'd actually been playing on my warrior, my original warrior from NA server. So like that still exists. I'm still waiting on that one as well. But, uh, I guess we've come full circle and we finally <laughs> we finally okay. gotten five phases later we've gotten past the propaganda that warriors suck in TBC and <laughs> back to playing the class that I frankly prefer to play. So there you go. We, we made it even if it's a it long over. It, we'll yeah, see, well. You're also weird for me like cuz I've just realized I don't like blue. Like any blue bar I don't like. That's what I've learned in TBC. I like red or yellow and that's me. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I got bored of mage. Like I still play mage just because I haven't might as well, but I, you can only spam arcane blast for so long before after a while, you're just like, especially when you get used to playing a warrior. It's, it's, it's so much. It's so good. More. It's so good. It's so re rewarding to pop, to pop your cooldowns, and your CDs at the right time for the max damage rather than, you know, it just makes even trash fun. Whereas like for the warlock, like the bosses have been fun. But the trash has been abysmal, dude. Like, yeah. just seed, seed, seed. Maybe sometimes I tab seed, depending on raid damage. You know, like, oh, <laughs> we're, like, changing <laughs> it up here. Oh, and then when it goes down to two targets, I switch to Shadow Bolt. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Arcane Mage is exactly the same, essentially, just with two <laughs> different buttons. And, yeah, it's a, uh, it's fine. You do a lot of damage, but after a while, doing a lot of damage just becomes not enough. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. yeah. And it it's just not saddest. Like, even though you're doing it, like, nobody respects it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, okay. Yeah. Do your job. Thanks. Yeah. You guys listen. I do a lot of circle of healing as a priest, and I must say it is extremely satisfying every time. <laughs> well, I think I think healing's different. Because like, sure, you can be a shaman and you're spamming chain heal, or you can be a priest and you're just spamming circle of healing, but at least it's more dynamic, right? You have to not only choose which spell to cast, but also who and where to cast it on. So I mean, right. I'm not a healer at all. I, I personally don't really enjoy healing, but I at least can acknowledge that for I, people that love to make fun of shamans versus spamming one button, it's like, it's it's not <laughs> like, it's not, you're not a warlock. You're not just sitting there spamming Shadow Bowl and with your eyes closed. Like, at least you have yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, yeah. If you really look across all of WoW, I think healing is the most, like, at least, you know, through Wrath, I think healing is the most di dynamic role to play like it's the one that changes the most often the one maybe in tbc I mean, if like whackable. in classic it was very like oh classic yeah i mean classic yeah. was just like how how could you heal somebody before the how other can person i heal heals? somebody before the other person heals them that's them? the yeah. only way i'm gonna get a good heal off yeah yeah, I, I, this game, like at this point healing I, it intimidates me because it's a completely different type of game compared to doing dps and so i I wouldn't trust myself to be able to do that well. So I'm glad there's people out there who can because uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it, at least without probably a ton of practice. 
All right. Well, that uh, that that moves us into uh, phase five. And so, phase five, were you just in progress? Because like that was quite a bit of work for the three characters. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I thought I would have more time before phase five came out to to get those characters caught up. But everybody did. Yeah. So I mean, the warrior I had gotten caught up fast enough. I happened to get insanely lucky gearing that character up, and I, I did boost it to fifty eight. So I was able to get that character to seventy. I think it was like. I don't know, probably a month and a half before Sunwell came out. So that one I had time to catch up on. Um, even as of the past couple of weeks, I've still been working on the Mage and Shaman. So the Sunwell coming out made things rough because it made a lot of uh, a lot of the previous content raids no longer relevant. And right. so if you still need to run those to catch up, it makes it a lot more <laughs> difficult to find good raids. But um, what's but yeah, your worst pug experience? The worst pug experience? <laughs> um, man, I've had a lot the past couple of weeks. <laughs> I don't know if any of them could be as bad as our raid lead had last weekend. He did a BT. First off, he did it through trade chat instead of doing the GDKP server. Well, about an hour into waiting for it to start, he found out that the raid leader was someone who was kicked out of the the Benediction GDKP server. So it was already that. Then an hour after that, they finally started. And basically, it was a six and a half hour ordeal before they oh. finally dropped. Uh, before they finally dropped uh, Illidan. I think That's to me, the one that takes the cake is probably it happened only a few days ago. Actually, is I've been I still need to do ZAs on both my mage and my shaman for the trinkets out of there, and <laughs> so I joined a ZA. Yeah, so I I joined ZA on my mage. Wait, no, it was it was on the shaman first, and ZA is an interesting because as soon as you start the raid like as soon as you open the little gate it saves you to the instance it's not like mm -hmm. you, you gotta kill a boss it just saves you immediately and uh so in the shaman we we start the run we, we you know we we open the gate so i'm saved and we get to the first boss we wipe and you, you get the classic people just leave without saying a single word oh, after, after the first wipe that's the worst and you're like oh my god really because and then nobody wants to join the run after that because now all of a sudden it's not a timed run anymore, so you can't get the bears, so and no one wants to join. Right. And you can't get like the time chest loot, and so I end up wasting that lockout. And so I yeah. think after that, like, well, that was terrible. So okay, I'm mean, gonna hop onto my mage. Need to run it too. Let's see if we can do a little bit better this time. Hop in on my mage, get to the first boss, wipe half the raid leaves again. And, oh my god! And <laughs> the run ends again. So it was, and like you, you got to go through the entire process where you join the raid. You have to look for the raid. You join the raid. And you wait for the raid to <laughs> fill. And it's like an hour hour-long ordeal only to get into the raid and it ends within the first 10 minutes and you uh, waste your id so that was uh, a back-to-back -back gut punch recently so don't yep don't join za pugs out of world chat kids just just don't do it it's not <laughs> worth it i promise does not end well oh no man i think i'm actually looking to try that on my alts like in the next few weeks because i can't the find ball. them on this i can find bt Hygel Sunwell on the like big server, at least for Benediction. But like I can't really find the you know, I can't really find the ten mans. So I was actually yeah, like I was actually rough. gonna turn to that. <laughs> Maybe like, I won't. Twenty five mans, the twenty there's still plenty of good twenty five mans out there, but man, there's not a whole lot of people that have organized, planned in advance ten mans. That's kind of the <laughs> wild west at this point. And sometimes you get a great group, sometimes it's a bunch of people that are awesome, and then sometimes you get the people that <laughs> wipe on the first boss and leave without saying a word it says yeah it's just luck of the it's draw it's probably their fault too that you wipe yeah right? exactly 
Right, so the Isle of Quel de Das, like, have you really done any of the, you know, I know it just depends on your characters, huh? Like, have you had to do any of the dailies or like, have you enjoyed that island at all or? I didn't do any of that stuff, no, to be no, honest. No, no. I, I'm not, I've not, I've not been a person doing dailies. I can't stand basically the game telling me that I have chores to do. So I, I, I have been doing it. But thankfully on Firemall, like, Saw the post a few weeks back. Oh, it's the biggest server in the world. Thankfully, Firemall had no issues uh, getting all the stuff done really quickly just because when you have 30,000 people in one server, I mean, Benediction's enormous too. So I guess you kind of know the same thing. But yep. thankfully, I, I didn't feel too guilty about not doing any of the dailies because I figured, ah, everyone else is going to do them. And they did. So yeah. we got all our vendors out. Like we got our vendors within the first couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. And I think we had our, we opened up the first thing the first day. Like it was that evening we actually yeah. opened up. Then it got slower and slower, but all right. <laughs> now we're now we're we're moving on to the bosses in Sun in Sunwell. And we're kind of like I guess I don't know how to do this. Uh I guess we can kind of because we're trying to work raid progress into this part. So like I guess we could just talk about what we did on each boss prior, and then we'll talk with Salve about, like, different strategies and stuff. Because, like, you guys cleared it on day one, right? Yeah. We, uh, we're trying to go for world first, ended up getting world third, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, I know, yeah, I, <laughs> I know exactly what third, you did. Man. I'm just trying to, like, the audience might not, because there's a yeah. lot of casuals that listen to this that might not know the best guilds, but... So, okay, so, uh, we get, like, we... We go and Caligos. Um, Caligos hasn't really been a huge problem for us. We often, I think, we wipe like like one or two times a week on it. Like it I don't know if we've ever. Great. I feel it. like there's like I think we've one shot it before. I just Have feel we? like there's always like, but we also bring new people in, right? Like I sat for Caligos and our newer priests came in, and so like, I mean, it's fine. It's never a big deal. Yeah, I mean we've 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 got it down now. Like I'm going to tell you our strategy. So tell me if I'm wrong. So we have set groups. Like we first started, we tried to have it to where whoever like we had groups set up, and then whoever got ported first, like we would say, okay, that group that's with that person go down. But now we kind of don't worry about the ported groups unless it's a the the ported person unless it's a healer, and that'll change like what healers go down. But so we have set groups. We have the big pumper melee go first. We have the locks go second. And then I actually don't know who goes after that because, like, I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> the, the leftovers at that point. Yeah, Mel, yeah. Like, whoever else. Like, when do you go? I haven't done it in a couple of weeks. Oh, you haven't done it? So. Well, because I was out. I was out of town and then I sat this week on Calgos, so I haven't done it, which I was actually kind of upset about thinking about it because I wanted to show Yip that I do have the boss on both the upper and the lower like percentage on my screen. I know I do. All right, well, we have a couple officers in chat. I think we have five groups, but it might be four groups. But okay, so basically we have set groups. We can go down. Um, the biggest problems we've run into is just like killing the top boss way too fast and the lower boss not. But I mean, we don't really have a problem with it. Like, I mean, it's usually like we get through that pretty quickly, but like, that's our strategy. Like, how do you go through that? I mean, we're about the same. Like there's, there's really no 
it's not like there's any magical secret sauce that only the top guilds are doing. Yeah, for the most part, you're what just are you here for, Sob Dolly? Come on, tell us the magical <laughs> secret sauce. Well, I mean, for the most part, Caligos. I don't know. Caligos is a fight where it's like it's really easy on paper, but it's kind of annoying to get the people like to to do the same. Like, okay, go in the right groups and then make sure you don't push the boss too fast because yeah, I think everyone struggles with that on Caligos, right? Everyone's had the uh, Caligos like. Stop DPS, stop DPS, and people keep going anyways and put you put Caligos below 10% and then you wipe. Well, at least um, that happens with the top kills, okay. Top. Yeah, no, I've, I, I've we still like, wipe like a couple of times on Caligos sometimes too, just because it's it's easy, it's it's easy to go overboard and like he nobody the nobody classic, no one in classic like in 2022 wants to be told to stop your damage. Like, oh Carson, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's so refreshing to hear that because like I'm like one of the guys that like stops. And then I get pissed off, like watching the stuff go from the other people, and I'm like, <laughs> and and, and yeah, then I, like, and then I'll fall into the trap and be like, well, I'm gonna start shooting again too. Then you know, like it's just exactly, like, yeah, it's it's horrible. So it's glad, so it's good to hear that that happens to the top <laughs> kills too. Yeah, and, and then the thing is that you were talking about earlier, like you know, talking about you saw the boss percentage on both both up and down. There's a weak or out there. I'm sure plenty of weak ors that will tell you. And it's like, we just the most got somebody that wrote in that said that fusion has a weak aura that tracks them both. Like we didn't know okay, this I had prior that to weak last aura. week. Okay. Yes, yeah. Mel we did. said she had it, but we didn't believe her. Like God. <laughs> it oh exists. God. It's out there. And and, and it's so frustrating because even in my guilds, half the people seem to not use it and constantly what, what's the boss at? What's the boss at? What's the boss at? Oh, well, we already pushed it and it's like, for me, it's so frustrating. It's like, it's right there. You can see it. But. I know. They kept asking. And I was like, does nobody else have this this box that just tells you what both of Like, why was everybody asking? Yeah, exactly. And so I think the problem maybe you haven't run into that we've run into is eventually we start to prioritize killing the downstairs boss so quickly because like usually Caligos is the one that dies faster. We've actually had a problem where we push the downstairs guy so fast that we get him below 10% first. And that's where you run into the problem of well, we pushed the downstairs guy. Well, you, you did? Why? The upstairs guy, he's still like 30%. And, and like, then we're stuck down there. And then you're stuck down there. And yep. then all of a sudden, like, you wipe up top had because you, you, you had nobody. Yeah. yeah, that actually happened to us this week. So it's just definitely a, like a weighing. It's a balancing act, right? So Caligos is just, it's not like hard. It's just annoying because you have to like strike this fine balance. And it's very easily to go too overboard on, on one, like one end or the other. So... Yeah the, yeah, the funny thing about I think the interesting thing about Sunwell is that all the bosses have like their own unique type of challenge. Like Caligos, even if it's not like the hardest boss, it's just like a very a, a, a boss like where you got to strike that balance, and it's really easy to mess up, even if you've killed them a million times before. You're never going to get to zone out completely on Caligos, right, and just go through the motions. Like there's always something happening that you have to pay attention to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. So that. So that's like that's Caligos, but. We got that down pretty good. Brutalis, we actually have down really good. Um, I don't know how you do it. We go down, we drop down first. Um, we set the we set a north and south group. So we're actually north mm -hmm. and south rather than like east and west, like you'll see on a lot of on a lot of the guides. Um, actually, it's more like north, east, southwest is like what we end up like like lining up as but we just yeah. we we do a slash range four which is weird because your ui still says still says range six but it actually does work it's it actually is slash four but like 
I don't know. Have you have you seen that? Does that happen to you? I don't know. If, like maybe my I always just eyeball it. Oh, to me, you it's just eyeball it. See, you yeah, to me, it's just like pros, if I stood, like, man. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know. At least to me, the burn is just something like unless you're literally standing on top of a person, you're not going to spread it. So yeah, I mean, yeah. four yeah. is like really so small. Short. Yeah, that it's yeah, like, just, like in their hitbox at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, it's really like if you take like four is like two gnomes. If you turn them on their side, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm but, just saying like 10 is harder to eyeball than four. Right. Yeah, four is just like, I ah, just, I don't know. Don't run like right next to this guy. So we, I, we just sort of wing it and works out well enough. <laughs> yeah i mean we we don't have a problem we we had a little bit of problem this week uh <laughs> there was one there was one run i don't know if the person knew i'm definitely not naming names but like i don't know if the person knew they had uh they had they had the fire uh i forget the name of the move but they uh got like four people <laughs> and then we had like a like seven people over off to the side <laughs> Well, all with the burn, yeah. Yeah, all with yeah. the burn. Out of, out of curiosity, like, how long did you guys did, did you ever struggle at all with just getting past the the DPS check and the healer check portion of the fight, where you have to, you so, know, did you ever hit the berserk or anything like that? The first half week, we uh, the first half week we got the first the we got you know we got Caligos down, we got Brew Talus to one percent on our last poll. So yeah, that was the first attempt. like. And then we just had one raid night. So it really like, and then he, he like dropped the next, the next week pretty easy. Like, so it wasn't yeah, really we a problem. Did, we had nine attempts the first week and got him to 1%. And then the second week we, it was our third attempt. And both of the first two attempts were pretty close. Hmm. Yeah, I, I asked just because I know like Brutalis was one of the first boss fights really just in the entire game up to this point where people were saying that well, we did everything normal. We did everything fine. We just, well, we just didn't kill him fast enough, and our healers just went out of mana at the end. And it was interesting because, like, Brutalis is known as a DPS check boss, but every DPS check boss up to this point in the game, you know, like Patchwork or that's the first one that comes to mind. Patchwork, like, mm -hmm. yeah, it, by modern day standards, is kind of a joke, right? Like, you're not really, really like, oh, I don't know, Patchwork or he enrages, but it's been right. interesting to hear a lot of guilds who've just straight up like, well, oh, we just haven't been able to kill Brutalis fast enough. We know how to do it. We just can't do it. Yeah, well, and I think a lot, yeah. like, a lot goes on the tanks and the heals. It's like, it seemed to be, like, a real big heal check. Like, we, like when we first tried to run it, we we were spread out way too far. Like, and so shamans couldn't get, you know, proper, you know, proper chain heals off. Like, we were just super spread. We, once we realized, like, now we had, like, a diagram for, like, a for like a uh a triangle, tri a triangle. triangle yeah. and like now the triangle just doesn't exist but we're all like enough far away from each other and taking the cleave for the most part so like it 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 works out fine but yeah so yeah, luckily, once you got the basic concept down you can kind of just wing it up that way. yeah yep luckily we have stellar healers you know i must say that you know we didn't have any problems there but I will give a big uh, shout out to Kim because we talk about him every week, but he stocks our guild bank. And so everybody always has <laughs> plenty of consumes and mana pots and dark runes and everything to to use. And so that helps. Yeah, especially in Sunwell, all of a sudden where like you got to actually start popping your runes again. You can kind right? of slack off in Black Temple, but yeah, all of a sudden they're. Yeah, I was like, man, I had 10 runes for, I think, all of Black Temple. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but I don't think I have it up, but I don't think... I mean, did we wipe? We wiped a couple times, a few times maybe, on uh, on Brutalis this, this Last, week. This week? Twice. Yeah, twice, yeah. Yeah, just for silly things, yeah. But 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 yeah, that's like not been a problem. And then uh, we went on to fell to Felbist, right? And Felbist the week before drove the oh guild my mad. God. So, so <laughs> we almost broke up. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> they okay. So even the first time the guild took on Felmist, it really wasn't that bad. Like it was like it was dropped pretty fast, right? But. This last week, not the week before the last week, like it was just, they wiped more on it than they had ever wiped in any previous week. Like just over and over again for like different reasons. Like somebody called go, go, go left instead of North or South. (laughs) It was, it it was just like small, small things. Like the spells weren't going through. Like I I to spell. So that was my fault too. But you know, just little things, every single fight. And it was something different every single time we did it. And it was just like, people were going crazy. Because that's not supposed to be the boss that we wipe on, right? Like <laughs> yeah, that, that's the funny thing about Felmist is every, before Sunwell came out, everyone said like, "Oh, Felmist is one ones." It's it's you know, don't worry about this one. And I think the reason because I've heard this trend in a lot of guilds. Like I, I've been the same way. I've been in some runs where we've one shot Maru and one shot Brutalis, and then Felmist we wipe on for an hour. And I think <laughs> I think the thing about Felmist that's weird is or not weird, but I think when you are progressing and you're like you're doing it for the first time, you're hyper focused on every boss. It's Felmus is pretty easy because as long as you do the mechanics properly, like there's not anything overly hard about it. It doesn't right. like Brutalis just hits super hard. Like so sometimes your tanks just get deleted and right. that's why that fight's hard for a while. But Felmus, like as long as you're paying attention, like, oh, okay, just run away from encapsulate and uh, yeah. make sure you run in the right direction when the, the breath is going out. It's fine. But yeah. the problem is, I think as the weeks go on and on and you start, maybe you lose a little concentration. Mm-hmm. Brutalis becomes easy because you can kind of just do that on autopilot after a while. But then Felmist, if you stop paying attention, you get lazy. That's a fight where if oh, you don't yeah. run out fast enough, you run, run the wrong direction, then all of a sudden you can very easily end up wiping. You die out. and so do the 12 other people around you. And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So like, that's a fight where it was like it was it was easier when you were progressing and you were hyper focused. But now all of a sudden, if you're distracted or if you're maybe taking it a little bit less seriously, all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, well, like, we went back in this week and we were like had the fear of God in people, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And well, we're like, and we did some, we will not wipe. Yeah, we did we did some things. We we wiped maybe once or twice, but we once. did some things different. We did three, like actually, I don't know. This was the first time I ever I was sat for every fell fell miss prior to this. Um as a as a warlock? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really? Interesting. Warlocks, I feel like, are one of the strongest classes on Felmus, but okay. That's bad behavior. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely fair, the reasons that I was set. So, but, you know, that's all we're getting into. But, um, so basically, like, I'd watched the, um, I'd, I'd watched the fight a bunch, like on the different people in the guild streaming and stuff like that. But I didn't really know it, but I don't remember. Did we do the three groups the week before, or did we start the three groups this this time? Because like, it was four three groups. groups when Felmus is down? Yeah, yeah. It was we four did three groups group last week too? Yeah, but it was four groups initially. When did you switch to three groups? 
Oh, I don't know. We did three groups last week. That's all I really know. Okay. So, so in the three groups, the raid lead had everybody kind of spread out, like the two in the back, the two uh, raised groups. And that like seemed to kind of help for less Not room for spread air. out, like four yards away from each other or spread out. Well, right? like two. Like, yeah. More like two or three, like just not like, like not clumped. right on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, like so it yeah. gave more leeway to like people slower to run away from uh, encapsulate. Yeah, yeah. So like and that seemed to help us quite a bit. Like, but then like we did have an air where they were telling us ranged to like keep DPSing the boss when it goes up. And the warlocks went crazy over aggro, <laughs> right? And, and then and then Thelmus lands, and all of a sudden the warlocks are twenty k ahead of the tank. Yep, mm -hmm. yep, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's why I don't feel bad when warlocks die. <laughs> <laughs> They're at ten percent help and life tapping still. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But I mean, we dropped it pretty easy, you know. So. Yeah, not a problem this week. Yeah, as long as you're paying attention, Thelmus is easy. But that's the problem. Like a lot of people. Just sit there if sit there and like have their head in the clouds because like oh this boss is on farm and then encapsulate goes down their head so yeah. yeah that's frustrating or or people just you know don't run the right direction but you're asking before about like super secret strats on that fight if you want to make <laughs> it encapsulate as as brain dead as possible what a lot of guilds have started to do is they'll as soon as the encapsulate goes out they'll use a paladin with a soul stone on it to just divine intervention the person with encapsulate because it just instantly mm. removes it and then oh, the paladin I've heard about this. Yeah, the paladin dies, but he just uses a soul stone and, and reses himself, so it's fine. So it kind Worthy of Worthy sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of just can <laughs> completely remove that mechanic and make it so that even if people aren't paying attention, that it's uh less of a big deal. But the the thing that can go horribly wrong that I found out a week ago <laughs> is uh if your tank happens to be the one that gets encapsulate, don't divine intervention him because it happens to drop all of his thread and then Ooh. and then you go and then you wipe. So yeah, we found yes. that out the hard way. Oh wow. Good to know. Nice, nice. All right, so then we move on to twins. And twins, we've been having all kinds of weird problems with. So we'd been having problems with people uh, attacking the boss too quick, taking too much aggro, and they go over the second tank, right? So this week, everybody listened and didn't attack <laughs> the boss right off the bat. But we had multiple times where either the main tank or the second tank would still get incinerate. Like, and we're not attacking at all. And like, all we could think of is maybe there wasn't enough people on the aggro table to like, for the mechanic to work properly. But as far as we understand, the top two on aggro should never get that. Uh, I've heard a million different theories. About it. it seems like, yeah, no, it's nobody really has any sort of consensus as to what it is. To me, I've, I've seen the same thing. I still, I, I don't think I've ever seen the top threat target get it, but I've seen the second target get it. I mean, the reason you we, want to pass we, we had it happen to us like three or four times. Yeah, I, I think people have come to the conclusion it must have something to do with threat. So if you're near the top of on threat, you're more likely to get it. But yeah. I don't think anybody really knows for sure what exactly causes them to pick like their exact target. Um, right. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of rough when like you get like because if it happens on your off tank or something, then they're just sitting there walking around in circles for 10 seconds and like all the <laughs> everybody passes them and it, it becomes a giant disaster. But 
I mean, we we just basically got to the point where we would just have our tanks use PvP trinkets. So like, even if they got the conflagrate, they would just get conflagrate and just instantly remove it and go back yeah. to to doing their thing. But yeah, it, it's frustrating for sure because like, if you get a a weird conflagrate, then you have the best plan in the world, but sometimes it just goes really wrong really quickly. Can okay, conflagrate, not incinerate. Gotcha. Yeah, conflagrate. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I, I do <laughs> I do need to tell everybody listening. Last week we were not doing the thing where we got conflagrate, ran out, used PvP trinket. We were just running out, staying out because we were afraid of the shadow stun with conflagrate and not having the PvP trinket to use. That ended up working great. We like like so thank you everybody who was in chat told us everybody who wrote in that actually worked great and it probably is what we should have done at the start but we did find out like and it could just be like rng but we changed it we were like okay now everybody just go ahead and attack but just really go slow like don't hold off completely just really go slow and then the second tank didn't get anything, like, and we were good. So, like, we wondered if there has to be a certain amount of people on the aggro table for the mechanic to work correctly. We don't know, but, like, that's what we kind of thought. But then it went down fine. So. Yeah, it's it's super random. It's, it's It can be frustrating for sure. Oh, yeah, it was definitely frustrating. But how did you guys, like, you guys have any problems on that weekly or anything? I mean, nowadays, honestly, it feels like to me it's it's almost the the easiest of all the bosses, or at least the most guaranteed. I, I think as long as you stay under the second tank, and the second tank has his PvP trinket ready to go to remove the conflagrate, conflagrate if you need to, it's for the most part pretty straightforward. It's just, I, I think the the thing that still makes it spooky is just like people just take a lot of damage. Your healers have to be on on the ball because um, when we were doing it on the PTR before Sunwell came out, we were just straight up the healers just couldn't couldn't keep up and like i think it's getting easier and easier with gear but um we just struggled initially we're just taking too much damage to the point where even we had to like add an extra healer to our comp and so i think as a healer it looks like it's a really fun fight i've heard from all our healers they say it's like an insanely fun fight just because they actually have it's not like they're no longer trying to snipe the heals before someone else does they're legitimately like oh my god okay guys you guys heal these guys and like you're it's a struggle to keep the raid alive so yep, yep. i'm jealous of the healers almost because playing it as a dps is that fight specifically is just kind of just annoying. It's not really a fight where you can really go full on balls to the wall. Well, I almost feel like, I mean, Sunwell Plateau on a whole just like brought the healers to a new level. I mean, you know, and not to say anything about our, our healers at all specifically, but I've been watching and everybody healer wise in our guild just keeps leveling up. Like, as far as their logs, like, it's it's definitely, like, it's got to be fun for heals because, like, you guys have definitely just been improving across the board, and it's neat. Like, it's almost like you guys got, like, oh, we don't have to be bored now. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, decision-making involved now, right? Whereas before, it was kind of like, oh, this person lost a little health, I get to heal them, right? <laughs> So now, you know, and it's funny because if we wipe, they'll be like, hey, so how did this person die? You know, is is the healing like what do we need to do? And, you know, usually it's like somebody in a group and I rate heal and I'm like, I'm like, well. Fab or somebody was the only one in the group dying, but this other group. I love how you always dying. use Fab as your Because it's usually Fab because Fab's usually the one <laughs> Fab's in the, the red group. pally. 
Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and he's usually the one in the group with like the hunters and like some ranged people too, right? So like circle of healing isn't going to be as effective on him. And I can solo, I can flash heal him, but if I've got a group of five melee that are also taking a ton of damage, I'm going to prioritize that whole group living over one in this other group. And I think it's, I mean, but it's fun. It's a lot of, it's a lot of like this raid more than any other. You've really had to think about mana like and how you're potting and how you're using your consumes and making sure that you're, you know, you have enough mana because even though the fights aren't super long, they are very mana intensive with your spells and stuff. Yeah, I, I think some of at least from what from my DPS POV seems like it looks like it's the first raid where healers actually. I'm, I don't. Maybe I'm totally off the mark. It looks like the first raid where healers actually get to have fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure. It was, uh, I know I'm exaggerating. I'm sure it was before that, but now it's just, it, looks, it seems like it's actually like real. It's a challenge now. Yeah, challenging right? like, decision making. Yeah. Yeah. Before it was kind of. It was fun, but it wasn't like you were like stressed out, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> like now it's like, oh God, okay, I'm getting there. And like, can I shield him in time? Nope. Sorry, Bob, you're dead. <laughs> oh, sad, sad. But he's a warlock, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Disposable uh, class. Yeah, we just souls we just soul stone ourselves. So I mean we're gonna come right back up. So it's no big no, deal. Just Bob soul stones himself. Bob? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. 80% of the time that they say, Bob, put your soul stone on so-and-so, he ends up putting it on himself. 20, 20, 20. But mm. I, I have not done it. Like, it's, it's, hor- it's horrible, Dally. I've got something going on with my UI or something where, like, mm-hmm. they're in range, like, and I click it and it goes on me. So, like, ever, like, I've basically just been, like, they tell me to soul, to soul stone somebody, you can see it on stream. I walk right up to him, I stand right on him, <laughs> and I'm like, hit it, and I like hold my breath, and it goes on him, and I'm like, okay. The classic, it must be my UI excuse. Yeah. <laughs> right? Heard That's that what one, I'm heard saying. That one a million times. <laughs> it's on. on stream. People can see it. Like, I was just like, I don't understand, but okay, so yeah, so, so, so we had twins, like, we got that down, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think we've got it down now, but. Then we get to Muru. We have a drop. So we Muru. wiped. We wiped on twins on like, like seven times before we got them down this week. Um, some were just like really stupid, like one minute fights, and something happened, and we you know moved on. Yeah, but first we didn't fight. have. Yeah, and we didn't have a ton of time after that, but we had a little bit of time for to two. Go we had Muru. time for, yeah, two, for two pulls pulls. on Mu on Muru. We decided to try something different this week. Um, I'm sure, you, like you know, about resetting the boss. Yeah, so you can hunter. just start directly in position. Yep. Yeah. So instead, we we usually were lighting everybody up right, like at you the know, entrance at side. the entrance side, right? So we decided to take everybody to the other side. Um, and so we're starting the boss on the back end. Um. And we're also dealing, we're doing this fight with three locks. So it's been pretty challenging as far as the ads go. Um, We've wiped about 39 times at this point when we go in. Really? Like the weeks prior? Like, was it really 30? I feel like it was like 32 or something like that. 
I literally looked at the logs. It okay, was thirty. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> so we we try it, and uh, I can't remember exactly how Tuesday went, but I believe we got to phase two, one of the poles, right? Our second poll, I think we got like just to phase two. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so. That was basically how the night ended Tuesday night. And then um and then uh we go and we go in Thursday, yesterday, and uh what did what did we do? We did um Are you asking how many polls we did? We did We wiped eight times. We did nine polls. So we got we got Phase two down to two percent and three percent in eight wipes, and then we finally dropped Muru on the ninth hole hey. for the first time. Yeah. So is that the hug Congrats. you were Congrats. thinking? I assumed it must have been Muru. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like the mana and Muru, like, whew, it's tough. Like just the healing. Like we got into phase two. I think the first time we got into phase two, and I was like, I'm out of mana like completely and i've used a mana pot a dark rune and my shadow fiend and i don't have another mana pot up for 30 seconds or so like it was like i think i had used two mana pots already like it was it's insane i circle of healing just pretty yeah mur is a fight that i feel like is probably the first fight we've had in all of classic where people were hyping it up in advance like Ooh, it's gonna be the big dps check it's gonna be the big healer check it's gonna be the one that's gonna stop all the guilds and Every time someone said that about a boss before this in previous raids, you're like, okay, yeah, maybe it was hard <laughs> back in the day, but nowadays it should be fine, right? But I mean, Muru, you got to Muru and like you're like, oh my god, this is like even even if you're playing at the level that people play at nowadays, and you, you're still like, wow, okay, we didn't kill the stuff fast enough for you know, wow, the healers went out of mana, we just got overwhelmed and. Like when we did on the PTR, like it, you, you were asking earlier about, did we just come in and just steamroll everything? Like we had a lot of problems on more on the PTR as well. Like we we progressed the boss before Sunwell came out. We were doing it on the PTR, but we we wiped. I think it was twenty five, thirty times as well. And I, I think everybody was yeah. taken. Yeah, I think everybody was surprised by like, wow. So like this is this was considered like the the guild guild breaker hard boss back in the day, and we get there and realize. Huh, okay, it's still pretty hard, I see huh? Why? <laughs> yeah, I can see Damn. why now. And so it was it was interesting because like Muru, it's hard, but it's such a fun fight. There's like every class has so much to do, and like there's so much uh it feels like you're just constantly on edge the entire time. And mm-hmm. oh dude, I, it, I, yeah. it was a blast. Like Yeah, Muru's insanely fun. Like to be honest though, we feel like I feel like after we downed Muru, I feel like we're a lot more confident going into Muru. Then we are going into like twins at this point right now, right? Like, I feel like in twins, something could go wrong and we're not as like set in our strategy and stuff. But on Muru, I feel like we did it and we're like, yeah, we're, we can do it again next week, you know? Yeah. Like, well, because Muru is kind of a fight where just like you have to, it's all about just brute force. You just like, got to find the way to like absolutely most efficiently kill stuff and heal stuff as fast as possible. And as, as soon as you figure right. that out, there's really no hard mechanics. There's really no. Right. There's really nothing that'll just randomly wipe you out of nowhere, right? It's really just all about like how do we heal stuff as fast as we can? How do we make sure we heal a bunch of people as much as we can? And then once you get that, you can yeah, you can just basically brute force it down. So I've had the same experience right. in, in guilds where we still wipe on Felmus sometimes, and we still <laughs> wipe on on Caligos a couple of times, and then more we just come in and just and blast it. So 
Right. Yeah, it's it's an interesting boss. It's hard to progress, but once you get it down, it's it's pretty straightforward. So yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it's just weird too because I feel like the more locks you have, like you just really like the more enslaved demons you could have putting out that crazy shadow boat volley aoe it just like it changes the entire fight for melee and everything else but it is definitely like even with a ton of locks like there's still going to be a ton of things that the tanks have to do the healers have to do like there's it's just so many moving parts but i had a blast with it you know like we talk about warlocks being easy like you know like one of the things that I had to constantly, so the week before I was on, like I, I wasn't on Curse of Wreck. I was on Doom. So I had to remember every minute to reapply Doom to Muru. Well, this week I was on Wreck, which was even more important to remember every two minutes to get Wreck back on Muru so that the melee could be doing damage on it. You know, mm-hmm. and that's just something, whereas like my whole job is, you know, like working with the sentinels and the ads that come out of it, you know, but like if I forget to put wreck back on Muru, that's a huge DPS loss, you know, and then those types of things are neat, like super neat. Yeah. Isn't there like sure. a weak aura that makes that really easy though. You know what I mean? There might be. It's just cool now. that like every class has a lot of things going on in that fight. Like, yeah, if you're a warlock who's mostly just used to staying there casting shadow bolt and that's it like all of a sudden on murderly you've got like a lot of mobs like which ones seed and you know gotta make sure i refresh wreck and which which ones do i prioritize uh, cursing first and and then like right. the, the first poll working with the other locks to make sure you guys aren't trying to in to enslave the same targets like that because like just one screw up clicking on the same mob you both try to ens- enslave it, all of a sudden you have one less shadowboat volley. You know, like Yeah. And then and then you're also doing this constant juggling act of like you gotta kill the ads, but you gotta make sure you're killing the boss. And so you don't wanna put too much DPS on the boss because then the ads are gonna overwhelm you. But if you just focus on the ads only, then the boss never dies and it takes too long right. to go room. And yeah, it, it's well, a we cool did balance. Figure out at one point that <laughs> so we were like waiting to get Muru into phase two or something until like we had some of the ads down but then i guess the timer like there was something with the timer where we killed all the ads killed muru and then all of a sudden these humanoids came running up and we were like what what and so we figured out that our timer was it was like everyone has found that out the hard way yeah the the dbm timer yeah go ahead no no you you definitely will explain it better than me Okay, the DBM timer, everyone just assumes at least initially that like, okay, the ads spawn when the timer hits zero, right? But like, it's really in that the ads spawn when there's like 10 seconds left, but they don't reach the room mm-hmm. until it hits zero. Exactly. So yeah, we found That's out the same exactly thing. Where, like, of course the boss, and then 10 seconds later, here they come. And yeah. so you realize you actually have 10 less seconds to to meet the DPS check than you originally thought. And that, uh-huh. uh, that's something I've heard everybody talk about. Like, oh, uh, I guess uh, I thought we had 10 more seconds, but I guess not. Right. Yeah. Well, and initially, I feel like everybody's like initially like, well, that was just bugged. There was nothing we could do about that. Right. And then somebody's like, actually, like, yeah. damn it. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, we got him down. Like it was, you know, it felt good. Like it felt really cool. Like, and, you know, it's, it's something we try to remind everybody that listens to the podcast that isn't a PTR junkie. Like, you know, and people like you help 
people understand that you guys went through trials and tribulations throughout PTR, and that's where you guys did it. We're doing it now, you know, and people get depressed because they look at all you guys just destroying it, but, like, that's why you guys don't stream PTR, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's the thing is, like, I think a, a sentiment I've seen is a lot of people being really sad or depressed about wiping in Sunwell, but, like, Sunwell, man, there's there's no shame in wiping in Sunwell. There's, I don't think there's a single guild in the world that just walked up to Muru, just casually one-shot <laughs> it and moved on to kill Jaden. Like, everybody <laughs> went through an entire ordeal. I don't care if you're a top guild or, or what you are. It, it's... I think a lot of people are getting down on themselves just because like they're not used to in classic at least like the idea of a boss actually being hard and actually being something you're going to have to just progress on for multiple nights or multiple weeks. And yeah, yeah. Like, whether you wiped a million times on the PTR or wiped in the game, like it's just, it's a fight that you have to learn, but it makes it that much more like rewarding when you actually kill it because right. it's a fight that even by, by modern day standards is still really challenging. For yeah. sure. It, it, it was awesome. But yeah, so, so then we got that down. I don't know. Do we have an hour left to try KT? Yeah, like an hour and twenty minutes. I th yeah, but like we took like a big fifteen a fifteen minute break to watch Jordy's video because everybody but studying Muru, but most people probably had studied you know kill Jaden. So we we like watched that. And then we well, went yeah. In. I mean, when you're trying to when you've wiped so many times on Muru, nobody's looking like. Well, I better be prepared for the next boss after Muru. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> but yeah, we did. We went to kill Jaden. We watched the Jordy video, um, which <laughs> I don't know. I feel like for me. I watched that video and I was like, I have no fucking idea what I'm about to walk into. <laughs> like, there's like 22 phases. It felt like every phase there was a different ability. And I was like, realistically, can I just watch the first part of the video? Because I think that's all we're going to get to. Um, but our guild also, I think we can watch a video. We can get direction. That's fine. We're going to have to go in there and die to figure out why we died. Um and so we went in and we were like, let's just see it. Let's just see how it goes. We went in the first time. I'm pretty sure people died to just the flaming thing on other people and not being spread out far enough. I feel like every time, every time we'd stack and then go back, I had to go to a completely different position because there was three other people that refused to move out of the way. <laughs> like, you know, it's like that game of chicken where people stand and they're like, oh, they'll move. And I'm like, I can't move. I'm the healer, and I have to heal all these people on the other side, so you're going to have to back up a little bit. <laughs> I'm already casting. You move, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is game. But, yeah, so I, we didn't get it down very far the first time, but we got enough to see at least some of the mechanics. And then from there, it was just kind of figuring out, okay, here's what we want to do with the dragon. Do we want to stack? Like, some of the strats are saying now, or do we want to still spread out and have the dragon go across? And I, I don't know. I don't think we settled on our favorite strategy <laughs> i think it was like the the ranged would stack and then the melee would stack and then the dragon would go between the ranged and the melee i think was our end all plan there but yeah that's something that's still being worked out as far as like the best way to do it i don't think there's any consensus just yet as to what the best stra stacking strategy is it's it's starting to lean more and more towards just everybody stacks all at once for the entire first two phases right um, yeah. but that's what we tried first and then our guild leader was like, hey, maybe we just learned the fight as it's as intended first. But I think the biggest thing, if we do the stack, you just have to like whoever gets the 
what is the move? The flame move. Fire bloom. Yeah, whoever Fire gets bloom, that yeah. has yeah. to get out immediately. Like, mm-hmm. and that's where I think it's a real we're struggle come in. for some of our guildies. Well, it's a struggle yeah. for everybody. I think, like, not even like not even knowing, and then you have those weird you know, spikes that come down at you, and then maybe you could help me with the this slow motion spikes. Can we talk about that? The it, slow motion spikes. These are not like bullets shooting at you. I literally can see them from a mile away. Like if you're if you're closer to the boss, they hit you much quicker than if you're further from the boss. Yeah. In fairness, it's much more difficult if you're like right on top of the boss. Yeah. And okay. And then so something I struggled with huge was the what are they called? The shields? The shield orbs. Shield orbs. Okay. So, like, they look like they're close enough to shoot, but they're not, right? So I tabbed yeah. a one. I can't, <laughs> I can't shoot it. Then, when I finally started to, like, you know, get, like, the feel for where they were, I would tab to one, try to shadow bolt. The cast is too, too long. They, like, die. So then I switched to, like, on the, sh- <laughs> on the um, shield orbs, I would searing pain, right? So that it was really quick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but someone in my chat told me like they use a slash target macro and I had thought about doing that, but does a slash target macro take control of something that you can't hit? Cause I think it, I think it doesn't. I think it'll yeah. only actually activate if you're close enough to shoot at it. So you could build that into your shadow bolt. If that's the case, because tab definitely will grab something that you can't hit. But I think yeah. slash target won't. I'm not sure, to be honest, on that one. Yeah, if, if it's only range. No, because I can slash target something. Remember, we used to go into that one dungeon that you there was like a rare boss and you would be at the entrance of the dungeon and you could slash target and it would target it even if yeah. it wasn't in your range. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but I think I think it was in your range. It was just through a wall. I mean, I could be wrong. Somebody write into me like about this because I'm having major problems seeing up in the air where they're at. And that's such a huge problem. And I know looking at the damage of different of different raiders, they're having the same problem, just not speaking out about it. Like, so I'd love to know like like what the best way to do that is because those were a big problem for us too. I think if anything, the thing that might make it a little bit easier is if you, you like if you zoom out your camera more and make it make it more of like a top down view. So you're looking like way from above. It makes it easier to kind of gauge where stuff is, because if you're looking at stuff like horizontally, it's kind of hard to gauge. Is that close? Is that super far away? Because it's perspective wise, it's hard to tell. But if you if you zoom your camera out just like a ton and then you look just like from the, the ceiling downwards, then you get a better idea of like how far away or how or how, how not far away it is. And it's, it's easier to click on it at that point, too. Yes. That's what I noticed when I was playing my mage on that. I need to check. I thought I have my stuff set to like with the command to where I could zoom out as far as possible. But now that I'm thinking about it, my gnome should be like microscopic if I actually have that set correctly. Yeah, yeah mine's you... not set correctly either because I haven't been able to zoom out as far as I'd like recently. Yeah, there's there's add-ons that let you do it. Or there's also a console command. It's easy to find. Yeah, yeah. yeah the mm-hmm. the console command is what I've used before. But now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if something changed and the console command like was removed or something because i used to have it hmm, okay Doesn't it was slash target like slash target isn't gonna know your spell range though right like you can target a mob 
Yeah, it's not so. within shadow yeah. ball brain. And see, so, uh, so that's what I was. That's why I didn't make the the macro. I was going to do some re some 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 research this week to find out if it if if it would work. But it was something my chat told me that I thought like I was like I already thought of that, but like they're just too far away. So then all of a sudden I would be spamming something and be like, wait, why am I not casting? But. It's like every time on twins when we get stunned and I'm like, why can't I heal this person? Because we're all stacked in this little group and I don't even realize that we're stunned for a half a second. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. But yeah, we got to we got to we got to phase five. In, I mean, we did uh, we did 10 wipes. We got to we got to phase five in one of them. Like, so yeah, I mean, well, honestly, once you get murdered down. Kiljanian is only hard because it takes a long time to learn his bazillion mechanics. But mm-hmm. if you've got like the the DPS and the heals to get Muru down, like Kiljanian's kind of a given at that point. Once everyone knows what to do, I mean that's you know maybe easier said than done. But once everyone knows what to do, Kiljanian's actually not that bad. So really, if you down yeah. Muru, my is bet the, is like this week you'll get it down for sure. Like is, that's what we think too. Is the dragon we'll job like pretty important? Uh, I mean, yeah, for sure. The person needs to know. A, when to call out, like everyone stack up so they can get the breath and B, I mean, they got to make sure they don't mess up the shield because otherwise, like you just you just straight up die. But um, he did that never... once. He was like, we were stacked and <laughs> they were like, all right, give us all the breath. We're all stacked. And then he pressed the shield and we we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then you just awkwardly stand there and die about eight seconds later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've right. had the same thing happen, too. Yeah. I, I've never done the dragon thing, so I can't speak from personal experience actually doing it, but it seems like it's pretty straightforward. So like whoever's actually doing it, I think ours are the guy that always does it for us. Took him three or four attempts. And he was like, okay, this isn't so bad. Especially when you stack up, like if you do the stack strat, then he just breathes on everyone who's stacking. It's easy. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's just, it's definitely been like one of the most challenging and re and rewarding raids. And we still, you know, like, this is something that's so much different from every raid we've ever been in. We don't know that we're not going to wipe on Caligos first <laughs> attempt next week, you yeah. know? And that's kind of exciting. That's like, that's like a reason to come like ready, you know, like mentally know. prepared. You know what though? I feel like our guild is also very much in the mindset of like, we went into Muru and like our Two attempts that we did on Tuesday were really good, right? And so everybody came in with this, like, we're going to kill Muru today, right? Our first attempt was, like, 2%. And we were like, oh, it's going down. And then I feel like next week we're going to go in (laughs) and we're going to wipe and be like, it'll be like a Felmiss situation. Let's hope not. I think but. based on what I've seen from others, Muru, once you get that one down specifically, it's it's pretty yeah. relatively at least easy to 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 repeat over and over again, unlike Felmist or Caligos. So I'd yeah. be less worried about that compared to compared that's to like fair. the previous yeah. bosses. I mean that's 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 why I said to our raid, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Jasmine that said, I don't see how we can recreate that next week. And I was like, dudes, we got it to two percent and three percent on the, like other Attempts like I think everybody yeah, I think and, and Muru's a fight where like the more and more gear you get, the easier and easier it's going to be. It's it's not mm-hmm. like it's it's all about just like can you do enough damage and do enough heals? Like as long as you can do that, and it's only going to get easier over time. And yeah, it's not that bad. Uh, how many healers you've been have you been running with? Like 
for our initial progression, we did seven, but we've gone down to six lately. So we did six seven for the first couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. To get twins down, like originally, yeah, we needed seven. Same for Muru, and it's only in the past like couple of weeks we've been able to go back down to six, like we normally would have. Yeah, seven seems excessive on some bosses, and then really helpful on other bosses, right? We actually did our first two attempts on Muru on Tuesday with only six healers because we were trying to increase DPS because that was our bigger problem um at that point and it went it didn't seem crazy now we like didn't go through phase two so i don't know if it would have gotten worse it probably would have but i think everybody was hyper focused too and very much on top of their game but i think eventually we'll get down to six f all all i know is it's like you talked about your your favorite raid bt sunwell is definitely my favorite raid it's the one where i feel like i'm gonna want to come acute every single time even on farm you have a chance to wipe like that excites me like yeah i I think i think for me the only reason i said bt is my favorite raids because i've already done it for an entire phase but like for me for sunwell i don't want to like judge it until like the phase is over i've done it for three or four months times, or whatever, but yeah <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm right there with you like assuming like i i, I want to like speed run it like because i enjoy doing raids for like in that context mm-hmm. as well but like yeah i agree if it, if it if it stays as fun as it is then sunball's probably gonna be my favorite rate of tbc as well just because it's got a lot of really challenging but like in a really fun way sort of fights and i mean in a, in a biased warrior way they're especially kill jaden and muru are <laughs> so much fun oh well and like I love the less trash too. Like I, I love that part of it. The only thing that's been a bummer though is during progression, like our first like full night of three hours of Muru, of Muru attempts where we did like tw- yeah the, like, the trash response twenty two wipes yeah. But on top of that, I came with forty five shards, which I thought was good. Oh, I didn't think about I that. I ran yeah. out an hour before the raid was done. So, like, this last one, I didn't know if we were going to be doing it for three hours, so I came with, like, 69 shards. <laughs> like, and that shit takes a long time to do, on, like, by yourself before raid, like, to make 69 shards. But, yeah, that's... uh God. Looking forward to not having to come to raid with so many shards. Yeah, that, that's a warlock problem I can thankfully not relate to. Oh, right? it's horrible, dude. And nobody understands it. They're like, why didn't you do that before raid? Dude, you realize how long it takes to make 60 shards? That's like a good hour and a half, like, if you're yeah. doing it solo. Oh, oh man. But yeah, yeah so. It takes like five minutes with the raid going out there and helping you kill things. Yeah, which was nice. Like, you know, they came out and you just, like, you can't even like get every mob they kill, you know. But oh, but yeah, okay. So that's yeah. So like, like final thoughts on Sun on Sunwell. Like, um, I guess the thing that'll be interesting to see is like how long it's going to take Blizzard to nerf it, or if they. I mean, they they will eventually. Like they nerfed it back in Wrath pre patch back in the day. So the question is, with how hard it is. Are they going to, because like when in tier five, they nerfed it probably halfway ish through the phase. And I think everyone agrees that it kind of became a joke at that point and became less fun. And so I'll be curious to see if they're going to be willing to do that same thing again. Because like on the one hand, the challenge for a lot of people is really fun and like the, it's really rewarding once you get that stuff down. But at the same time, there's a lot of guilds I've heard stories about where it's just like, man, we, we're, we're stuck on Brutalis and we, we still can't get right. past that. And we just want to clear. And 
and Blizzard kind of caved to those guys in back in tier five. And I'll be curious to see what they do this time around. Cause you know, what's funny too, is I feel like we all really like, at least us here, like we like the challenge of Sunwell. Right. But if they were to say like, you can choose easier hard mode Sunwell and you got the same loot, you know, everybody'd be in easy mode Sunwell unless they were trying for some specific achievement in hard mode. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Exactly. I, I think it's really fun to progress at this sort of difficulty. It's, it's really rewarding and fun when you get the bosses down when it's hard. But if you're still struggling and having to deal with the difficulty of level like this two months later, when you're just trying to farm it and get the loot, it's yeah. a lot more annoying. It's it's a lot more annoying to farm than it is to progress. So I agree. Well, yeah, I, I personally, I like you know, I I've already cleared it a bunch of times. So like, if they nerf it now, I'm I I wouldn't be super upset by it. But at the same time, I understand a lot of people are still progressing and want to. Experience yeah, and I think those guilds that are close right like us like we you know just downed Miru and I think we'll down kill Jaden pretty soon I think we would have been really mad if they would have nerfed it already yeah. right and yeah. I think there's going to be guilds at that point in a couple weeks right when maybe that's coming I mean it started mid-May I think and then yeah, so mid-June is really a month in so you'd think like July 1 might be halfway through, right? We're thinking three months for the phase? Four months? Five months? Twelve three, months? Like three and a half. <laughs> Wrath comes out, I don't know. Well, and like looking at, at Warcraft logs, like there's still like, I'm using the eye test, I'm not doing complete math, but it looks like about 60% of guilds that log uh, have not uh, dropped uh, KJ. So, yeah. Like, there's going to be a lot of people pissed if they're uh, if they have to do the nerfed boss. Yeah, and if you're in Blizzard spot though, it's hard because like, okay, do you nerf it after seventy percent have cleared, eighty? Then you wait right. for the last ninety, ten, last ten percent. You wait for them. And yeah, yeah it's, there's uh, not really a good. You're going to make somebody upset no matter when exactly. you do it. So, so I'll be curious to see when they do it, yeah, or if at too. all before pre-patch, I guess. Well, I mean, they said like way back they would be doing a nerfed version of it but i guess they could nerf it right at pre-patch if pre-patch is going to be supposedly maybe a month like they're talking about maybe they do just do it then so yeah i guess we'll say hard to know and then that would be hilariously fun because you'd be doing the nerfed one but with the new talents like it could be it could be kind of interesting yeah for sure all right well any final thoughts on tbc um well i mean obviously it's not over yet but i'd say at least up to this point i'm a person who had never played tbc before i i'd I'd played vanilla a lot on private servers going into classic so i kind of knew what to expect and knew what i was getting into and i already knew i loved it and tbc i I didn't really know that because it was unless you'd play a bunch of private servers i'd played it back in the day in retail but that doesn't really mean a lot in the context of how you play today so it's been fun. I mean, personally for me, I've enjoyed it. I don't like it as much as vanilla. I think uh, for me, there's something just hard to describe about vanilla that just makes it a close to perfect game for me. And yeah, I think TBC, while it's been a lot of fun, I, I think when, with vanilla, it's a sort of game where I'm like, I'm, I, I know for sure in my head, like, yeah, I'll definitely play it again at some point. I'm not sure I'd want to re- repeat TBC again. I'm kind of there with you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's been, it's been fun. I'm, I'm glad I played it. If I remember correctly, though, you didn't play like a ton of hardcore in Wrath either. 
No, yeah, I'm the same way going into Wrath. I'm not, I don't really have any experience outside of playing it for a few months. I know you, it sounds like you've got a lot. Dude, I was just telling you, I played Wrath, or I played Vanilla through uh, the first tier of Kata. And Wrath is my favorite. Classic Vanilla is my second. TBC is my third. So I think you're going to have a blast. And you're... No longer gonna have to fight for certain groups. Like you're gonna have to fight to get the rogues to tricks of the trade you. But there's very small things, kind of like being in a hunter's group in 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 classic. Like the like the raid buffs are sick. Like everything becomes kind of level playing field across the board for a lot of things because like there's no like getting multiple lusts like. The whole raid gets the lust, like everybody gets the totems. It's a blast, dude. I think you're gonna have a good I think you have a good time. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that part, absolutely. Because I think one of everyone's hated parts about TBC is the fact that everyone's had that experience where one week, like, mm, sorry, you're gonna be in like a, this group instead of the good one. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh, nobody yeah. nobody wants to be in the bad group, and like we've all been put in it at some point. I'm looking forward to the part where you just I join the be raid in the and shadow priest group every time. Exactly. Yeah. And like if you're the warrior, you want to be like in the in the feral hands stick you in the group with just the rest of shaman. You it almost feels like you've lost the game before you even start the raid because right. you know. Why am I here? And then even Nasty worse, advantage. you go on an alt run and all of a sudden you don't have wind fury in TBC. Yeah. <laughs> and that disappears in Wrath too. Like you don't have to worry about wind about about wind fury. Like I mean, it's like warrior and rogue is gonna be fun in Wrath. I'll be curious to see, because uh, it seems like going into Wrath, there was the same sort of situation of when we were coming into TBC, where everybody's saying different things about how classes are going to be. And I think in <laughs> going into TBC, I was maybe a little too naive and believed too many people. And a lot of them ended up being very wrong. So I'm, I'm going into Wrath much more of an open mind. And I'll just, <laughs> I'm, I'll be kind of curious to just play the game on my own and judge the classes on their own, because right. you got people like, saying more. You're playing you people, good classes. Because, well, except the shaman. The shaman. Except shamans, yeah, from what I've heard. Yeah. But mage and warrior, you're good to pump, dude. Like, yeah, like, don't even worry about the first the first phase. Like, everything starts at Ulduar. Like, you're going to have a blast. Warlocks are going to have a blast. Like, these are classes you can stack. You can stack so many different kinds of classes. It, It's... It's going to be fun. Like, you're going to have a blast. And there's going to be a lot less to worry about, a lot less to bug your raid leader about getting in certain groups. Like, it's going to be good for raid for raid leaders, too. Like, so I think you're going to have a good time. What are you most excited for in Wrath? Most excited for? I mean, outside of, like, what we literally just talked about, how you don't have to worry about your exact group comp anymore. Um, I mean, Wrath is kind of put on put on this pedestal, right? Like, as a person who didn't really play... I mean, I played a few months of Wrath back in the day, but not in any sort of serious context. So, a lot of people, when they talk about what was the best ex best expansion or best era ever of WoW, it was Wrath, right? And so people love to talk about how, like, ooh, how amazing Ulduar is and how amazing he is. And I've never done any of those. And oh, so, dude, you're, so, you're for yeah, such a I, treat, dude. I, I'm you're looking forward to doing like, all these mythical and raids that everybody talks about. And yeah. Sar three drakes oh my gosh you're in for such a treat yeah because it's, it's it's rare nowadays that i get to experience new raid content that i've never done because if you're playing classic for the most part it's it's a lot of stuff you've just done before and you're doing again so well knacks aside i guess um yeah everybody loves to talk about how amazing old war is like i'm excited to find out for myself 
Well, and even PvP gets, like, I would implore you to try PvP. It gets better because, like, right now, everything PvP, different talents are a chance to re resist moves. So, like, a rogue could have a five-bubble, uh, you know, kidney shot that gets re-resisted, re and that changes the game. That doesn't happen in Wrath. Every everything in Wrath is now, like, you can still miss if, you, if you're not hit if you're not hit capped, but you're hit capped. It's all, it's all like dur, dur, duration decreased rather than yeah, they just, they took a, lot of like, a lot of randomness out of it. Yeah. So you're like, okay, this is a priest. I know that they're going to have 15% less uh, time uh, stunned from it, but like, it's not like a, Oh, if they resist this, like I lost my kill window type of deal. So right. PvP gets a lot, a lot more fun. There's a lot of stuff that gets a lot more fun. Just right, right now. What do you think is for main? So I, I don't want to make the same mistake that I made in TBC, where it's like I gave up on the warriors. I'm gonna, even though I've heard that warrior is pretty uh, underwhelming, at least early on in the game. I'm gonna stick with warrior going into wrath and play the long con if anything, because I know, I know by the end everyone agrees there could be god tier pumpers so it's more of a question i guess of when when you kind of start to become that but whenever that is i'm willing to wait for it mid late old war you're gonna start yeah. like basically the same like when armor pen starts to come in big you're you're going to start to pump you're you'll you know but icc you're gonna be a god by that time that's what so, i've heard i'm looking forward to that yeah i mean and that's just like something that just we saw throughout it so and then everybody talking about warrior tanks, like we did, we did three drakes up. We did, uh, we did Yog, you know, no lights. Like we did all these hard modes. We had a warrior main tank. So I think the private servers are kind of like off on their numbers because I think warrior tanks are going to be just fine. Um, they just take a little bit more work gearing wise. So really, okay, yeah, I have no idea what to expect because yeah, I've heard plenty of people trash on warrior. See, that's the thing like everybody just like in tbc has so many different opinions on well, how even, this class is or isn't going to be and like i just like this time around i just i don't want to believe anybody because <laughs> you know, somebody's probably right but i don't know who 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 is right about it tbc right now warrior takes are good they just take a different gear i will stand by this they just take a different gear set for every boss it's extremely complicated extremely hard like, but they can be the best tank in TBC right now if you have like an amazing person who could just like change gear for every for like every fight. But across the board, it's going to be easier to play any other tank. But Warrior is still problem. amazing. Like, the problem is like it can be good, but a like you just said, it's easier to be better on like if you're feral it's easier to do better threat if you're paladin it's easier to just do aoe tanking because you just press mm -hmm. consecrate and there and, you go all the mobs are and <laughs> fucking warrior has like seventy five thousand buttons and changing yeah. you know stances and everything else like i think the problem with warrior is just like it doesn't it's it, it, it's not the best at anything like if you if you want to bring a if you want to maximize your threat on a target it's like you just bring a feral if you want to maximize your aoe tanking ability it's kind of a paladin so if you've got a warrior, the issue is that it's it's going to be okay in all of the roles, but you have to justify why would you bring it over the feral tank or why would you bring it over the paladin tank? And 
Yeah. I, you know, you're saying it's God tier. I haven't really seen the results you're talking about. It's, I'll take your report. Yeah, that you would have to it, have but. like an extremely good player. But like, I will say they're God tier. One thing that's naked taking with a sh- with a shield because they're un yeah. they're uncrushable with shield. Yeah, block. that is true. I mean. <laughs> I think the problem though is mainly like that nowadays, like what you look for in a tank isn't necessarily how good are they good they are at surviving. Like, sure, you want to make sure your tank is mm-hmm. chonky enough to not just get insta murked, but it's really more about how much threat they can do and how how many mobs they can tank at the same time because yep. that's the all everybody wants. Says you know, the, yeah, like, the, the non healer in the yeah. In here, the let me area, let me change you know, that back me... to like. I mean, isn't as a healer more fun of the tank isn't just at 90% health the entire time? (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Let me change that back to single boss, like single boss tanking. Like, I I think Warrior could be possibly the best in TBC right now if they're properly geared for each boss fight. That's what I was saying. Like, yeah, like their AOE is horrible right now, but that that does get better in Wrath. But yeah, but that, that was a tangent we didn't really need to go on. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to believe me because every, you know, propaganda. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all propaganda. I, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you're, this is the first take I've heard where we have favorable about Warriors and Wrath. I'll be curious to see if it's true because, yeah, I don't know. I've never played. So I'm, I'm, I'll go in with I an think, open mind. I'll give them a chance. I think all these Scotty J's with me on, like, they're not going to be bad. Like, I don't think they're going to be the best, but I don't think they're going to be bad. Like, I think you're going to be able to do whatever you want with a warrior tank on most encounters throughout wrath. And that's all I'm saying. Okay. But they're going to have to work harder. And that's the problem. All right. So anything to end it out? Cause we got one little bit of news and we're done. Um, hmm. I would say overall, I'll be curious to see if wrath lives up to the hype. Everybody looks back on wrath with the rose tinted glasses. Everyone talks about how wrath was the golden era. I'll be curious to see if it's uh, if it's still like that, like when it comes out, like and players min max it to death, because like a lot of people like had like really um, nostalgic views about TBC, and some of them ended up enjoying it, but there was a lot of other people that I think that had end up coming out with the mentality of like, mm, well, maybe I maybe it was wasn't as good as I remember. So I'll be curious to see how that uh, how it works out for Wrath. Obviously, I'm hoping that it ends up, ends up being really good, and because you know more than likely we'll play it for at least a year and a half or so. So. Yep. We'll yeah. be curious to see. Oh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to <laughs> time for the news. I feel like this is this is hilarious doing the news after we've talked for so long, but <laughs> there is one bit of news. There's not a ton, but uh the there is a a a Burning Crusade classic realm. Uh, cons- consolidation coming August 9th and if you know you're one of the people that listens to us that have like you know unsubbed for a bit but tried to keep up like this is pretty important to you basically a ton of smaller servers are going to get condensed into other servers you currently have uh, free transfers from these servers. I don't know if I want to read them out. I'll put the link in the show notes so you guys can 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 check it out. It is e it is EU and NA, but there's a good like what probably twenty probably twenty on each side that are going to be that are going to be put to rest August 9th. and 
if you don't tr- if you don't free trans transfer your character by that time, they then they do not guarantee you will be able to play for up to two weeks once you log back in after August ninth. So you definitely everybody's guessing because like the pre patch is going to be hitting around then. Um, but I don't. But I don't know. Like that seems like if pretty I had to guess, soon. they're also trying to. They're probably trying to use that. It might be in reality for a couple of days, but they're trying to scare people into transferring before that, so that way right. they don't have to, to deal with it. But are know. they at least going to make them transfer to servers that are? No, I'm don't even. I'm not even going to start. Well, some servers are locked now. Like like Fireball's locked. Actually, I don't I even know. It's just, it's just Fireball. It's just Fireball. Yeah, as yeah. far as I've seen. Lupos, like why they're not locking benediction i have no idea <laughs> wait it's firemaw what is firemaw's horde alliance population it's actually good uh, okay. well it's been getting worse lately but it's As still it's 60 old. it's still 60 40 alliance horde so it's still not bad but it used to be for the longest time like the the golden boy 50 50 realm but the problem is as as it's gotten so full and as the queues got so bad um People the thing is with the, yeah, the way with the the way EU servers have kind of shaped up is that there's two like giant servers left. There's Firemaw and Gehennis. And Gehennis is all horde. It's it's there's no alliance on mm-hmm. on Gehennis, whereas on Firemaw it's been about 50-50. So if you're horde right now on Firemaw and you have to deal with hour-long queues that we dealt with now for like you're not anymore, but <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like you can just be like, okay, I'm just gonna go to Gehennis. Whereas if Alliance, you don't really have a choice. There is no other good server to go to, so you've been they've been alliance has been forced to stay. So you've been slowly seeing more horde transfer off than alliance, and so it's very slowly starting to become the weighted towards alliance. And yep. yeah, you're in the beginning no, of the end. Yeah, no. there's there's no good server for alliance to flock to where there is for horde. Right. Yeah, dur, the joys dur, of playing a PvP server that's actually back. PVE. <laughs> That's yeah, what Benediction is. It sucks, dude. We're like, I went from white main at the end of vanilla, having like almost 50 50 from like AQ on, and it was glorious. And then now I just go out in the world. I have, I just AFK anywhere I want to. It doesn't even matter. Like, it used to be fun and exciting. I'd be like, oh, a PvP spec. I'm going to go quest. Hmm. Now I'm just like, nope. well, now I'm just going to quest slower because I'm PvP spec. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a personal preference thing. I think a lot of people like the whole world PvP concept and enjoy the, the the feeling of danger out in the world. And then there's also a section of the population that doesn't want to have to deal with any of that. And they like the yeah. idea of PvP more than they like the actual... Yeah, the that's actual, pretty much it actually I just, happens. I just yeah. like the I'm idea like, of danger. Fun. It's not... Like I just like the idea of danger. That's why the uh, hardcore challenge was so exciting for me because it was dangerous. Like, yeah, me making the wrong choice or hitting the wrong button could mean oh, I del- I de- I delete this character. But on a smaller scale, PvP was that for me. It like made it you know kind of scarier and dangerous to go out in the the world. And now I just don't have that at all. And when when I actually run into a horde, I'm like oh. It's like seeing a unicorn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then when they attack me, I'm like, what? We can't get on this tangent again. Uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, that's, I, just, I, just, I just wanted to make sure everybody knew 
Uh, make sure and get on. Check the link in our show notes to see if your server's on that list. Like, you're going to want to move, get your name and whatnot, and then you definitely don't want to be stuck out of not playing, possibly around pre-patch time if you're if you're if you're if you're waiting to come back so what do you think of the whole like just like ended out here what do you think of the whole like population problem like like how do like how do you see that like well i think a lot of people like to point the finger at blizzard and blame them and say it's their fault that the servers have become the way they have and while i'm not going to say that they're not at fault at all i think a lot of people like to ignore or at least like to downplay the the fact that like the players are the one that ch- ones that chose to transfer to all these like servers and like if blizzard didn't force anybody to to all consolidate on a few different realms and the reason why people do it's kind of obvious right it's kind of nice to go to a server where you have a, a bazillion groups running and you can find a, a ton of different guilds and right. you can basically just do the content at all times of day and as soon as you have that option if you're a regular player, especially if your server is dying, you have the option to transfer to like a you know medium population server or the the giant server. Do you really want to transfer to the medium population server and risk that server dying a few months later and then you're stuck there because you're on transfer cooldown? So, yep. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm with I, you. Yeah, as far as I've heard, the same problem happened on retail where everyone eventually consolidated on the same servers, and I think just over time, it's just sort of human nature. Like everyone wants to. No one wants to miss out on like the big cool server that everyone's playing on. So, well, and see, that's where I'll, that's where I'll like disagree with you a bit and say it is Blizzard's fault. Um, Blizzard, like, okay, so I love world PvP. I love the danger, but I love the rest of the game more. Like, so therefore, I went with my guild to better to better addiction because I could do the majority of things I like to do more. But it is a real bummer. Like, I think back to TBC doing the Isle of Quell Danas dailies and having to, like, go in a group of three or four to, like, fight off the horde. So, like, you guys were still doing the dailies around each other, but you guys weren't attacking because, like, you know, you're going to step to this? Like, oh, now now they are going to... Like, that was a fun mini game inside the game but i could deal without it as long as i could do the other stuff so i'm of course going to go to the big server but everybody's going to do that so if blizzard really wanted to make it like right they would have like controlled those moves you know and they would have blocked it at some point but like okay now only horde can come to this this server etc it would have been a lot of work but i do get that like you know, we talked about Arena and, you know, like a very small percentage of people do that. So, like, you're probably right. Like, you know, like I'm the out, the, the out, the outlier. And like, why would they cater to that? So I do get it. But it is their I mean, fault to let it happen, I think. Yeah. But what's the alternative? Like, what I mean, do you have an idea? What would your, what are your, what would your solution have been to, what what should they have done differently, I guess? I in your okay, opinion. so like I don't think there's really a solution now. Mel had a solution about like having a queue, like people could join in and then they agree, like once there's five thousand horde, five thousand alley, they'll take a bulk, you know, move, like and that seems like a lot of work. But what I would have done is just when the servers were dying and the first started to say free trans you know, tr- you know, transfers off the servers that are dying. I would have been like there 
every three hours checking who has moved and I would have locked servers. Like I would have never let any, like anybody go to the white mains, to the feralitas, to the benedictions. I, I just would have let that happen. Like I, like I, like I would have locked it and like, maybe I lock it for just horde or just ally and let the other fill up. And then it, 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 it would have had to been a process. You're checking every few hours like for for weeks when they were killing off the dead servers. But now that it's done, I don't think there's anything you can do. But it's something that you could have done preemptively, in my opinion. That might have helped, but I, I think the issue with that uh, I think the issue there is it's like it's not just the free transfers that cause this imbalance. Like you have, you've always had the option of of transferring to whatever server you want to if you want to pay for it. And I think over time the reason why the mega servers have become so large is because people are just choosing to to pay for the transfers there. Not everyone, obviously, they've had some free transfers there. But the question is, like, would this have happened regardless of whether they closed off the transfers or not? Like, if they stopped the free transfers, I mean, you could just straight up tr- stop transfers completely to a server. But then at that point, you know, what happens if a guild was in the process of doing it and like half the guild transferred, half the exactly. half didn't get yeah, all of a sudden, like the half gets broken up and like you, like you, like that's something we've talked about before too, like. Like a guild transfer button would be like pretty good for like a lot of guilds too. Like, yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I think the issue is it, it's really easy to say that like Blizzard should have done something to control the the faction balance and to control the server populations. But then, whenever anybody comes up with a solution, there's always repercussions and there's always like these downsides that no one ever wants to talk about. Like for example, you're talking about like how like you know once there's a certain number of faction in each server, you lock it, right? But then what happens if you're a guild on that server who wants to recruit people and now all of a sudden like you can no longer recruit people that are out of your server like you're forced to just like well i guess we just have to recruit the people on your server and like what happens if a, a person used to play with us says like hey i want to play with you but now you can't because sorry our server's already locked and i i think blizzard it's it's easy from our perspective to say i mean look i'm not trying to defend blizzard here i'm just trying to look at it from their pov Oh no, dude! I totally get it because uh, yeah, I've yeah. I've went through all these things. I sometimes would stay up late at night thinking about how it could have been changed, <laughs> and then I keep like having arguments with myself. Like it's yeah. a hard, hard thing to do. I think yeah, and the you problem have to is monitor like, active people yeah, as well. And, and and the minute Blizzard tells you like either you know sorry you can't log in the server's full now or sorry you can't transfer here and play with your friends because you know sorry there's already too many horde on the server the minute people start play. quitting yeah exactly the minute people start quitting and stop subbing like blizzard's like oh well, like all of a sudden <laughs> our, our, our money's disappearing <laughs> so, well you know what actually you can transfer something yep. i get it from their perspective even yeah, if it's 100%. not healthy for the game they got to approach it like a business where they're making sure that people still want to uh want to keep playing so like they're stuck in a weird place where they don't want to wait or give them a reason to quit. But at the same time, like if they let the servers, if they let transfers just go completely unchecked, then, then the, the servers get the way they are. So I don't know. Like, I, I think I mean, I've talked about this times before and I'm sure you guys have yeah. too, about how there's a million solutions out there, but there's no good ones. So I don't know. I, the just, number I mean, of people that like we all, everybody likes to complain about it, but everybody's still playing. Right. Yeah, you know, and, and, I, I've never, I haven't met one person that has quit because of faction imbalance on servers yeah and i mean it's like it's the the bulk of the game isn't like the world pvp and stuff it's just like that's a that's an extra flavor that's really cool and like i remember the first uh the first uh 
multiplayer game that I ever played, our first MMO was Ultima on was Ultima Online. It started out as like a, just a free raid type of thing. Like people could kill anybody, any place. And then the way they dealt with it on different uh, realms is they created Feralita or Fera. Was it Feralita? Shit. Did WoW steal that name? Um, <laughs> no, it was Feral. Oh shit, dude. I don't even know. But there was, there was two different, uh, they, they like basically split the world into two. And you could take a portal to go over to the PVE side or the PVP side. And then there was like better loot on mobs and stuff on the PVP side. So you were enticed to go over there. Like, and that's where it was like scary and people could loot your stuff. This was back in the day where you would kill somebody and take all of their stuff that was on them. Like, that's nothing that's even been even close. No. World of Warcraft. But I'm going to point that off today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but, but like, I think what people, found out with world of warcraft is like really just the world pvp is a flavor and it's a flavor you can deal without like i'm having a blast right now and i don't have it anymore and yeah like it's like really the game just wasn't built on that ideal and i think it's an era of the past it's sad but in a a, to be as efficient as possible and do everything they can to just make sure they can do the raids as, as well as possible and not have to deal with any distractions. Like, yeah, it's just people's attention spans aren't long enough to get distracted by world PVP for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Although I still am like, I still will. I uh, yeah. was doing my, my uh, dailies over it to get the Drake. And I literally wasted 30 minutes looking for this rogue. Like, I first killed the rogue. Only you. Then he came back <laughs> 20, 20 minutes later and killed me. And then I came back and I'm in the mines. I'm just going stealth. Literally wasted 30, 30 minutes. I could have been farming. Just trying to get the jump on this fucker. <laughs> like, and so I'm still like, I'm still in that old like boomer mentality. Like, oh, no, I'm, I need to be 2-1. And you, like, I'm not cool with being 1-1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and mean, it's cool that you enjoy that because yeah, I, I can definitely say that for me in, in that scenario, exact same scenario, I'd just be like, I just want to do the quest, man. I don't care. You would <laughs> like, probably just, stop, just stop like layer swap, be I like, I'm layer hop back it. to doing the quest. And yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I think that's probably what most people would do as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's not enough yep. people to really want to be able to sustain the. Well, and the I'm pretty sure like talking about. I'm pretty sure that's what he that's what he did. He just he just he he just layer swapped. So yeah, oh. Yeah, I'm a old boober. Bygone <laughs> era. We're all dying off. All right, well, guys, that's that's gonna be it. Uh we're not oh, gonna do the uh we did go uh yeah, we went definitely longer than I thought we were gonna go, but <laughs> it's been amazing. So we're gonna save the retail interview for some other week where we go short. So it's, you know, you'll get that some other time. But, Dally, I do want to play you our discussion bumper just because you haven't heard it. Like, because I don't think you ever listened on audio. So this is what we use for discussion. Bobby, we need to have a talk about this (laughs) World of Warcraft classic. 
Do I look like I know what a wow token is? Nice. I like it. Yep. So that's, uh, that's, that's, I just wanted to show you because I know, like, if you've ever checked out an episode, you've only done so on, on YouTube, but those weren't ever on there until a few, a few weeks ago when I got all my new setup. All right. Well, guys, that's, that's going to end the episode for the week. It's last. Thank you, Sal Dally, for giving us your time. Uh, I want to remind everybody to please please follow us on uh, Twitter at WC Reloaded. Uh, please do us a, a favor and uh, go to, to YouTube and search Warcraft Reloaded Clips. We need some subs and some views to get that popped into the algorithm to try and find, uh, you know, uh, like a different audience. So help us, like, help us out there. Uh, if you want to send us any... Uh, Anything longer than a tweet, you can send your emails to wcrpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the MASH dis, uh, Discord, you can do so by going to mash.gg slash Discord. The very end, how can you help the podcast? The best way to help the podcast is tell everybody about it. Tell your tell your your favorite streamer or YouTube content creator that they need to come on the show. Like tell them up, tell them. Tell them about it. Let's get more uh, opinions in here. Let's get more converse, uh, conversation going. Let's just do do more. And that's the best That's the best way to help. The other way to help is ratings and reviews, stars on Spotify, iTunes reviews, warcraftradio.com slash directory reviews work too. And yeah, that's uh, that's basically it. Mel, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Overwatch, or you can find me in game on Mina. All right. And Mr. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch pretty much every day at twitch.tv slash salvedally. If you want to see someone try way too hard at World of Warcraft, that's what you can watch. <laughs> and dude, come on, man. YouTube. Like, you got to have, like... <laughs> I mean, I know, you, I know. Don't pressure him. Like it's, it's, it's what I told you the last time. You just like go and look at your top clips, throw them in a video, and just throw it up there. I, I'm, I'm not going to try to say that I have any good excuse to not do it, but I haven't <laughs> done it because I'm lazy and a procrastinator. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. I feel you. Fair, fair, fair. All right, you, you, you can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find this show streaming live Fridays or Saturdays at twitch.tv slash BlazinBob. And you can find me streaming sometimes. I'll probably be streaming tomorrow night. We were going to play tonight, but the show ran a little bit long. So we're probably just going to go uh, watch Ted Lasso because uh got four episodes into that. And oh my God, that show is good. It's been on the short list yeah. forever. I don't know. Do you watch a lot of shows? I haven't watched it. No, I can't say I have, but... Holy shit. Like, I'm just like... I put it off forever, and now I've watched a few episodes. I'm like, I just need to watch more of this. <laughs> oh, God. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and we're out.
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 